When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There we go. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Hopefully everybody can hear me now. So welcome, everybody, to the podcast and the live stream. So we're going to just have a little talk about what's going to be going on in uh, 2023. So let's go. The host of Follow the Reaper and Lost in the Dark podcast, Burton. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, this was quickly thrown together. Let's just, uh, you know, have a good time chilling out and talking about the new year. So happy new year. Happy new year, you too. Definitely. And then uh, joining us also from the land of curmudgeon, (laughs) the host of the Get Off My Lawn podcast. The host of nothing. (laughs) It's God. The, the coolest guy in the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, right. So welcome. Welcome, welcome, man. So how are you doing? How was your new year? Uh, pretty good. We, we didn't really do anything. Just, you know, I gave up alcohol pretty much for about 35 years ago. So 
not much of a party animal at all. So we just kind of hung around the house and chilled out. Yeah. And, you know, nothing. Really, we didn't do anything. We, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, before we came on, there was a little, there's a little green room where we, we can talk. And I said to you that I was, I'd been real tired lately. That was one of those days. At like 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve, I said, man, I'm pooped out. I'm going to take a nap. I woke up at like 1.30. I missed the whole thing. I'm not even convinced it happened. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to you know, check the papers. and No, I, I woke up and it was already over. So I didn't even see the little ball dropping. When I say I did nothing, I mean nothing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Burton, what'd you do, man? Any concerts or anything? Uh, no, not. Um, well, there was one relatively close to New Year's, but uh, on New Year's itself, uh, no, nothing. nothing. I'm honestly kind of chilled, too. Didn't really uh, party that much or anything. Uh, yeah, just kind of hung out. I did watch the uh, I did watch the ball drop, but like I was trying to watch it on YouTube and the the live stream was like off or something. Cause I looked down at my phone and it was like 30 seconds till midnight. I was like, Oh shit, this is happening right now. Yeah. But yeah. So it was yeah. fun though. It was a fun little night. Well, awesome guys. Well, as you can see, Michelle's not joining us tonight because like guy, this weather and the constant dreariness we have here in Michigan yeah. that goes until about end of May, beginning of June, we don't get to see the sun very much. It's almost like living in Alaska. And so she's not going to be joining us. So just figured we'd have a you know, quick conversation about what you guys think is going to be going on here in 2023. Some predictions, some ideas, um, anything recent you guys have heard or any news you've seen. Um, I got something here I was going to talk about. Well, Michelle was going to talk about it, and I was looking into it as well about Eloise. What's oh. happening here? Oh yeah, there's yeah. It's a renovation, isn't it? Yeah, it got like a four million dollar grant. Yeah. What is it? What is it now? Eloise? Would you say? Yeah, Eloise, the the closed down mental institution in Westland. Oh, I've never heard of it. So you've huh. never heard of Eloise? It's like uh, the most, well, most well, humble. You know, I was born and raised in. Where's it at? I was born and raised in Flint. I, you know, Westland. Well, you know, I they sent me to. A couple of mental institutions, but I didn't go to that one. <laughs> well, that was to work, though, guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm kidding. You. I no, I, I've the one that I was familiar with growing up was the big one in Pontiac, uh, Oakdale Center, but I've never heard of uh, Eloise. Pontiac yeah. was the big. Everybody called it the Pontiac State Home. It was kind of a bad place, but anyway, no, I'm not familiar. Really? So Eloise is a mental institution that. It, it was. was. Oh, okay. <laughs> now a lot of people do, uh, go on like ghost hunts there and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. Well, they, they turned it into a, uh, like parts of it into a haunted house attraction. They do that as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So they got a grant to do a bunch of renovations, I guess, uh, according to this article I was just reading on. Um, WDIV for Detroit. I'll pull it up here. Let's see. Yeah, I saw this uh, headline the other day. Yeah, it made its way along social media. 
That would be a cool place to have like a haunted house and stuff. Well, yeah. that's that's what they do. Yeah. And uh yeah, to so a here hotel restaurant? What? Yeah, so apparently the oldest building in Wayne Westland is the firehouse that they actually the complex was so big they had their own firehouse. Mm -hmm. So that was like one of the first buildings, I guess, built in Westland. So of all the buildings that are left in Westland, that's like the oldest one there. And hmm. so they're going to turn that into a <clears throat> restaurant slash bar. And then the former um, uh, rooms that the staff used to stay in, because the staff used to live on campus. Mm-hmm. And so that one was pretty much set up to be, you know, the, the easily renovated to become a hotel. So that part of the complex is going to become the hotel. So, yeah, so they got awarded $4 million and you can see the city of Westland was awarded almost 700,000 to address the existing contamination at the former Eloise psychiatric hospital to ensure the site safe use now what do you guys think would be contaminating asbestos you think it's asbestos yeah, yeah. asbestos and lead probably That's, those are very good guesses because I, yeah. I there wouldn't be any pharmaceuticals or any crazy things i probably mm -mm. that's probably nailed it asbestos and lead yeah and probably at this point mold you know oh, easily like that yeah, those buildings so, are all broken down and yeah. stuff, but yeah. I mean, I don't know how uh how much you guys uh know about like like um haunted locations and stuff like that, but typically speaking when you start renovating them is when things get a little bit more active and it starts to stir things up. So this mm -hmm. will be interesting, especially those buildings um being converted into a place where people are gonna be coming and going constantly like a hotel or a restaurant um yeah. and there's there's a you know there's a whole lot of haunted like bar restaurants all over the country that have had some pretty interesting evidence caught in them so yeah yeah it says here eloise began as the wayne county poorhouse which opened in 1839 wow so in the now defunct nankin township it was almost 200 years old that's crazy. Yeah, we don't have that many buildings that are that old here. Dude, I was going to say in Michigan, you go to the East Coast, you find buildings that old, but you don't yeah. find them in Michigan hardly at all. Well, you know, it's it's almost 200 years old, and they still need to have a a poor house. So I guess they haven't been making very good strides yeah. at uh, helping the poor much. Huh? Things are going great. No, now they just don't have poor houses. I mean. Yeah, you live in the woods or in a car, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought that was interesting because one of the other things that they're doing is you know continuing the the haunted attractions. So you know they'll they'll make some money off of that. And if there's like any kind of um, conference space in the hotel, uh. What an awesome! What what an awesome place to have like a paranormal convention there. One oh, day. dude, you know, yeah, like absolutely. That. Yeah, that would be. That'd be great, man. <laughs> you can have an experience and join the experience all at the same yeah. time. You'd be surprised though, because I don't think, you know, I've lived in Flint or you know near Flint. We live in Lapeer. Oh, I've lived yeah. in this area for years and years and years, 
and I've never heard of Eloise, and I've, you know, gotten around. What a mild is. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, I think it's you, uh, probably well known down where you live. Did, did you ever hear of a place out there? Um, it would be, it wouldn't be in Lapeer. It'd probably be like Davison ish. Um, you know where like Coldwater Road is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like right down off of Coldwater. Like, I can't remember what the other street was that you take a right, but there used to be a place called like the Russellville Ballroom. Yeah, I played, like I, dude, I worked there. Really? I played, played with a blues band there on Sunday nights for like three months. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, 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 I had always, but I, by the time I made it out there and like my cousin used to live out there and stuff like that. So I'd go out there all the time. And by then it was already like closed down. Um, and wow. people yeah. always told us that that place was haunted. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was haunted, but uh, it was a big, that was a big deal for years and years in Flint. It's, it, it dates, it's from way back, I think, mm-hmm. like the 20s or 30s or something. Oh, wow. and, you know, I, as a matter of fact, I used to live in Genesee. That thing was like two, three miles from my house. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, I know where it's at. at. Well, you were talking about mental institutions. We live in Lapeer. I don't mm-hmm. know why I blinked out. I mean, there was when I was growing up. There was Pontiac and Lapeer. Mm-hmm. Lapeer had a huge, oh. huge uh, old building. There was, you know, a complex of buildings here that was. Uh, it was a crazy place. I mean, <coughs> it's it was my, my my mom owned a bar out here at one time. It's just such a weird. That's a weird coincidence because we didn't live here, and uh, people used to wander away from this institution and the cops would come looking for him and it was wow. a bad place really kind of like Pontiac and probably like Eloise or whatever mm-hmm. it's called you know big place where they used to over prescribe drugs to people people get locked in those things for anything uh yeah. we talked about that I think in the last podcast we were talking about that gal Rosie from Flint and you said you knew you knew who she uh-huh. was and I, I mentioned that you know she got thrown in Pontiac because she ran away from home Right, mm-hmm. and was given like Thorazine and those kind of drugs for oh, yeah. decades and decades, and yeah, it's crazy time. It's like you must have a mental illness if you want to run away from home. That wasn't something uh, that was normally something uh, safe to do, right. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, so there must know, be something wrong with you. Well, kids do that. I mean, it's uh, yeah. that's I was stunned when I asked her. She was very lucid, and uh, you know, she did have something called tardive dyskinesia, which is involuntary smacking of the lips that you get. Uh, it's a side effect, long-term use of psychotropic, like, like Thorazine and that kind of thing. But yeah. she was, she was pretty sharp mentally. She was pretty, a bright woman. And one time, I, like I said to you on the other podcast, I said, you know, how did you end up? I was, cause I thought she could tell me. And I said, well, why did they put you in there? And she said, I just ran away from home a lot. I was a, she was a handful. And a, so they put her in a mental, mental institution and she was there for like, know, like 40 years or something so it was, those those places were crazy back then as far as i yeah. mean they, no pun intended i mean they operated in a crazy way you could get thrown in them and stay for a long time for you know for pretty much nothing from what i can see so yeah so burton uh anything going on uh, new with the paranormal stuff that you guys have been covering um not terribly one uh 
not terribly new uh, in terms of since the last time we talked. Um, typically, though, right now, you know, every time you have uh, a holiday like we just had, like New Year's Eve, where there's a lot of fireworks and stuff, a lot more eyes are on the sky, and you 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 will usually see an uptick in um, mm-hmm. sightings and stuff. Um, <clears throat> I haven't really noticed any um, uh, a huge uh, up- uptick yet, at least in the last couple of days, but. Um, in terms of like other stuff, uh, I've definitely got some new, like, uh, a few new stories that I've heard, uh, like ghost stories and stuff, cool. uh, paranormal stuff and a few, it, it, I don't know what's exact, what exactly is going on, but there seems to be a huge increase in, uh, dog man sightings right now. Like, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Like reports are starting to come in that are kind of wild. So and and they're way more frequent than I've ever ever really seen them, and they're coming from all over the place. So, yeah, handful in Michigan too. Like more like related to the cities, like closer to uh, cities. There has been a little bit of that, but it just seems like, uh, well, there's that, and like also a lot of um, like police reports and stuff that okay. are t- that kind of elude to it at least and uh so like police are possibly having encounters with them uh and uh yeah there was one there was actually a handful this just a couple months ago in uh like right out by reed city up um by the manistee national forest like north of grand rapids a bit um and that's always been like a hot spot but it's been quiet for a long time then i started seeing things sightings uh being reported from there recently too so that's been kind of interesting to follow <clears throat> yeah that's that's interesting yeah you know it seems like cryptids kind of you know the whole reporting of cryptids and the whole idea of cryptids kind of ebbs and flows in these little bits mm-hmm. and then it's always like ufos 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 and then we get something like uh, you know ancient apocalypse which then blows up everything toward, mm-hmm. you know, ancient technology and ancient aliens, which is something I was going to bring up too. Um, so one of the guests that we had on the podcast, Dr. Gregory Little, mm-hmm. who was a co-author mm-hmm. of The Origin of the Gods, that book, yeah. and his um, co-author that helped him write the book or that they wrote the book together, he wrote the the like last half of the book that kind of divided it into two pieces. Uh, I believe his name was Andrew Collins. He was on a new episode of ancient aliens last night, talking about transdimensional beings and uh, very interesting stuff. But, you know, every time I watch these shows, it's always the same kind of recapping and rehashing of the same old material in about two minutes, if you put it all together, of anything new. That's that's television. I mean, you know, that's the problem with, you know, the problem with media and, you know, we're sitting here bullshitting just three guys, right? And, I mean, it may may not flow perfectly, and uh, there may be dead spots, and it may not be that interesting, but, you know, TV is... It's there's so much time. It's just crafted in such a way that, yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. making money, you know. And so, so a lot of times they do go over. And a lot of those shows, they kind of rehashes them. I just watched a, 
a bunch of videos. I, I collected every episode of something called UFO Files. I spent a week hmm. doing this. Uh, it was a series back in 2005, six, and seven. And I organized them. And let's, let's just say I'm making them available to the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was. I had to turn that off while we were doing this. But because uh, I remember this show. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But but I noticed in a couple shows, you really go over the same crap they went that they'd been over in another one. I'm like, exactly almost. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, TV, they got to make it's all about it's all about money. I mean, it's, they got to fill the gaps, man. It's they got to. They got to fill the gaps with line. some kind of info, and you know they uh, yeah. they have to. What what was it that uh, Jack Bouchon said that he was told? Try to explain it like you're talking to a kindergartner, or you something know like something like that. Like keep it at like a first grade, third yeah. grade level. And it's like well, you know, but well, it's it's always else, 1947. Something 19 else that he was told that blew my mind was when he said. I mean, I didn't expect they paid him a lot of money, but I was shocked that, you know, that whatever company, this is on Netflix, they're making a fortune. And yep. they didn't, he said, oh, yeah, they didn't pay me anything. Plus, they didn't even buy my gas money. He said, yeah. they didn't pay my travel expenses. <clears throat> I'm like, that's what I was saying about money. It's like, they didn't, they didn't buy your gas. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know, it's, but that, that's, that's a whole different. That's a different podcast, but I mean, you know, the money thing is, good Lord. I mean, for all the money they make on something like that, and they didn't even say, hey, you know, here's, here's you know, $200 to spend the night in a hotel while you're here. I mean, wow. I don't know. Blew my mind. It's like I said, different subject, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't TV. understand what what has to happen and, and goes behind that. I can't imagine that they had to pay any cost for, you know, filming stuff or anything like that. I mean, they're filming the lake and then, well, I guess they have to pay for like all their animators and stuff to do the UFOs flying and, you know, over Lake Michigan and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but know, I mean, he was kind of the centerpiece of that, that entire yeah. episode, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. man, that's, that's, uh, I'd like to get a piece of that action. I mean, you know, you know, we're going to build a whole show around you. And by the way, would you like to do it for free? And he seemed, in Jack's defense, I mean, he seemed fine with it. Mm -hmm. so he felt it was important, but, and I do too, but I just thought, gosh, wouldn't you give him at least some kind of little gratuity for, well, it covers gas, you know. Like, wow. <laughs> Dude, that's like playing back in the band days, man. I remember, uh, I remember get, being lucky if we were uh, given gas money for the van to to move the equipment from, you know, the the rehearsal place to the to the bar. You know, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give you fifty bucks for gas to get up here. And like, whoa, cool, man. Yeah, we'll play. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like everything's a racket, you know. I yeah, mean, I say it. So that's for another podcast. But yep, yep, yep. So yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I just you know brought that up and then uh, about the ancient aliens thing and that uh, you know we haven't had the the other half of that book on you know Andrew Collins. He's uh, he's a very scientific guy. You know, so he talks in the book about the physics and things about the trans-dimensional type of beings and uh, 
you know, that, that these things, at least some of them are kind of related to, and this is kind of what Dr. Greg Little was saying, related to like the trickster entities, you know, because they would tell people, you know, they would abduct them and say, you're going to Saturn, you know, and they would say we were on the planet Saturn, or they would say they're from Saturn and we know there's nobody there. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's no way any, anything could live there. So these things mm -hmm. would, would deceive them purposefully, you know, and for what end, who knows, but yeah, just some, some interesting stuff going on there. And, you know, of course, like I said, that's what aggravated me about the, the show last night was they didn't really spend a lot of time on, on what, stuff. Yeah, like what was going on? Hey, it's Ghost Dragon. What's I going on? I was watching it. I watched it like a, I downloaded this. You know who Christopher Dunn is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I downloaded a, I saw a luxury dead, and I've got a thing that'll download things from YouTube. And if I see something I like, I just download them because I don't want to get interrupted. It drives me insane to be into something and get interrupted with an ad for, you know, <laughs> Some kind of medicine that'll some kill casino, you. know, you know, I'm like, come on. Man. <laughs> I see another ad for FanDuel Casino. I'm going to put my ad. <laughs> no, if I find out there's any more drugs out there, if there's any more drugs out there to, for yeah. any kind of conditions well, that risk yeah. death, you know. Presto. And I'm, I'm, we're talking about some, and I'm really into something like, you know, he's talking about uh, whatever, the Giza power plant and, and you know, yeah. whatever. And, He's, I'm trying to follow along, and then there's some ad for, you know, erectile dysfunction or something. And here's your pills, and or here's a casino, or yeah, come on, man, that's just that's why I, you know, you can tell I don't have a monetized YouTube channel. I wouldn't want <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> well, he's making a book, you know, except me, but I, I'm fine with it. I mean, with, with me not making one. If you wrote a book, guy, it would be scary. Well, well, I don't know. What would it be about? And why would it be scary? Synchronicities and experiences all around that uh, yeah. 94 thing, man. Yeah, it's been weird. It's been real. I was, you know, it's always, it's always kind of, Linda knows, you know, I try to turn it off, but it's always kind of right there, you know. And I mean, yeah. it's interesting on the one hand and on the other hand, I feel kind of, not a part of this thing. I feel separate from it. I feel like, I don't mean this in any foo-foo way, but I feel like an observer. I look at everything and go, man, these, uh, this ape species with which I'm associated behaves pretty bizarrely. And I don't know, this is just, uh, I don't feel like I fit in real well. And it's been a strange run. I mean, it, it's such odd stuff. You feel like you want to tell people, but then if you do, they're going to think, you know, is this guy, they're going to think you've got a rich fantasy life. You're just into the, you found this kind of stuff interesting. You're schizophrenic. You know, I've had some weird crap happen. And, you know, it's funny you guys were talking too. I was thinking it's odd. I've never seen, I've never had any kind of poltergeist thing. I've had a ton of synchronicities. I've had a ton of them, a ton of weird coincidences that I've never even mentioned. They're, they're not mind-blowing but they're weird you know I, my whole life i've thought about it i was gonna write them down and i'm like anyway but i've never seen a cryptid uh i've never seen a ghost 
none of that kind of stuff. Just UFOs kind of up the wazoo, you know, and uh, that and, you know, just weird stuff with my consciousness, like like a psychic thing. And after an experience, it's just it's correct. I, I can't figure any of this out, you know. <laughs> With that, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. I'm a great influence. I hope, I hope you got a lot of young listeners. Uh, I think, uh, according to our demographics, most of our listeners are from 35 to 45 years old, something like that. Right. Well, don't don't so, don't don't smoke. It's a ridiculous idea. Totally. Yeah. I, I started smoking when I was 41. I, I actually thought it was just. I told you guys recently. It occurred to me about two months ago, I started smoking right after I had that experience out on the freeway. And I never even thought right. of smoking a cigarette. My nerves were shot. It scared the hell out of me. I mean, scared me. That's next level kind of fear. That's that's hard to articulate. I mean, and I almost died in a house fire in 91. You know, I was in a hospital with smoke inhalation. That was scary. But this, that was, that was a different kind of fear. Yeah, you know, I mean, I thought the thing was going to take me or something, and it did take Carolyn, took my coworkers. You know that story. Yeah, <clears throat> dude. So yeah, just speaking of that. So there's our demographics, but this is from Spotify only, where we get good graphics or good uh, demographic reports. Thirty-five to forty-four, twenty-one percent. 34 percent is forty-five to fifty-nine, and wow. then sixty plus. Is thirty percent. So you can see where, and if you look over here, eighty-two percent of our listeners <clears throat> report being male. Eleven percent are on life support. <laughs> yeah, eleven percent of you will find out the answer shortly. Right. <laughs> well, at least we hope so. I mean, you know, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Ghost Dragons here. What's he got to say? Um, I think it's the guy smoking. I, I'm trying to quit too. And we just had a house fire a week ago, Tuesday. I'm living in a hotel for now. Jesus, oh, man. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. Now I was, I didn't have to stay in a hotel. My mom had a big apartment and I had a wife and two kids. So we all went to her apartment, which was great because they gave me money to go to a hotel. You know, that, that fire worked out for me. I had a, <laughs> I had a two-story frame house in a crappy part of town and a great insurance policy, and I got like a hundred five thousand bucks back when that was like three hundred fifty thousand. I was gonna say, yeah. So it was it panned, and I didn't lose. It it gutted the first floor, and I was asleep upstairs, and breathing the smoke. It's a long story, but well, oh my heart goes out to you there, buddy. I know. I was lucky. I didn't lose a lot and I got a lot of money and it kind of panned out, but it also almost took me with it. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Ghost dragon. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully yeah. things will, yeah. will shape up for you. So yeah, that's horrible. I'm glad you're all right too. Yeah. Glad you're, mm -hmm. you're doing okay. I mean, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Hey, Iris, welcome. Thanks for joining us. We're just hanging out, having a conversation about, uh, what Auto we think is going to be going Auto mechanics, right? Yeah. What are we doing yeah, this is I forget. I forget. You know, I mean, I thought we were talking about 
auto mechanics and small, <laughs> small engine repair. <laughs> how to how to fix your uh, your lawnmower in three easy steps. <laughs> Grab a hammer, approach your lawnmower, swing <laughs> swing hard. <laughs> I did put a carb on our snowblower. I I'd never touched small engines since I've lived with Linda. We have all kinds of devices and motorized crap, and I had to learn to do that stuff. It wouldn't yeah. run. It runs now. So. All right, guys. Predictions, man. What do you guys think is going to be going on here in the future? Well, at least for this year. I, uh, I, I've got some, some crazy ideas of some things I'm going to be digging into. I think we're going to see a big breakthrough on something, but I want to get you guys first. Um, so what do you mean specifically? Paranormal UFO, all over, yeah, whatever, yeah. Um, well, I think that I definitely think that we're gonna get more information, news this year, obviously about like the whole UFO phenomenon thing. I think. Are we gonna get a report, dude? I don't know if we'll get that, but I think there's going. If I had. I don't know. I just I kind of have a weird feeling that there's going to be another like big um, video release that is kind of like the Tic Tac, just another like big thing that, you know, everybody ends up talking about. Um, And hopefully it's not something that's like released. Hopefully it's like it'd be cool if it was like just some cell phone footage or something like that. But uh, I think I think there's going to be a lot going on in the UFO world for sure. Also, uh the whole ancient archaeology stuff like uh graham that that show is really doing really well on netflix a lot of people are seeing it and graham is all over the place i just saw him yep i think he was just on a russell brand's show even yes he's been going everywhere and uh that's really cool to see so hopefully hopefully there's a little bit more progress when it comes to all that as well and maybe it'd be really cool if we got a season two of that show um oh dude if it if they're not making a season two of it, it's because Netflix is going to be cowards. Yeah. Given to well, the people bitching about it. I can't stand that. But they I, they do have a pretty solid uh, section or selection of, you know, shows kind of like that and about similar topics and stuff. They don't really seem to shy away from it. So I'm going to interrupt you just for one second. I want you to keep going and con- continue because I yeah. have not much to offer, but. You guys got me turned on to Graham Hancock. And I went online on YouTube and I watched, man, this one dude, he's literally, literally has a three-hour video where he picks apart Graham Hancock's theories. Have you seen mm-hmm. that guy? I, I might have. He's got like, he's got like, man, a, like 800,000 subscribers. I don't even know the guy's name, but I just watched it because I was like, I know a little bit about Graham Hancock and his theories, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. I've not watched the Netflix series. I guess that's a huge... Thing I wanted to, and I was gonna, and then, and he's got his critics, you know. I'm a, so just throwing that in there. I found it interesting that, and this guy didn't seem like, you know, he wasn't being a jerk about it. He was, you know, but he went point by point. But but my guy was like three hours long. I was like thirty five minutes. Of it, but, you know, well, he's he he's definitely has a lot of critics, and he's even um like uh, gone. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I, 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 so I'm not sure who's the video you watched, and I can't remember the guy's name. But there was an episode of Rogan that he went on that he had one of his biggest critics on, and they did a debate 
Well, that's so. cool. I'll I'll have to find that because his stuff. What little I know about him when I, when I've heard him on shows that really interests me. But uh, you know, I always want to look at both sides of. Yeah, everything. absolutely. I think the critic that he debated on Rogan was Michael Schiff of the Skeptic Magazine. Yes, yes, it was. And then there was a geologist that came on as well. I know I have that saved in my podcast. Skeptic Magazine. His name's uh, Shermer. Oh, that's it, Michael Shermer. Yeah, yeah. That dude doesn't. I mean, he's one of those people that a spaceship could land in his front yard. They could take him aboard fly him to Saturn or whatever, and he would just deny it. I mean, that's that's his life. He owns a magazine called Skeptic right. Magazine. I right. mean, he's he's vested. That's how he makes his, again, we're, God, I'm on a money thing tonight. That's how he gets his money. So, I mean, you know, you can be too much this way, and you can also be somebody that just denies everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I mean, that's his job, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of weird to take that kind of a religious position that, you know, whatever anybody suggests, yeah, I don't listen to, uh, what's his name, Michael Shermer. He's just, yeah, I think he even has a podcast. Like He's a very, very bright guy. Magazine. He's extremely intelligent. He's articulate. Yeah. He's educated. He's got a PhD, like a lot of people, but he's got a weird attitude about, you know, I didn't mean to take away. So what else, Burton, is going to happen? You and by the way, Ghost Dragon says Graham has his iffy moments, and that's true. Definitely. But Graham doesn't say anything that he's proposing is correct or, uh, you know, he's just presenting evidence, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that that he's finding as a journalist and bringing up these questions. And instead of attacking his positions and his questions, they attack him, which really shows like they're uh well, it's like the ufo thing you know i mean yeah government yeah. Says, attack know, they, they, the, the person so all these you know this disinformation campaigns where they attack the people you know they, yeah if they can find you know a ufo witness if they can find out you got a dui 45 years ago whatever i mean you know they look for anything mm-hmm. no you can't listen to that guy he's got to be he's crazy or whatever and you know I've I've been very interested when I've heard him speak, uh, you know, and well, I'm very interested in that stuff because of my my scientific background. And so, you know, I don't think anything he says is out there. You know, it's that crazy. We keep on finding out how old, you know, humans are in our current form. And it keeps going back. Mm hmm. Further and further, further and further. further. Well, how do you explain that? Like Gobeki, Gobeki, Gobeki Tepe. Nobody knows. I mean, they pretty much make any sense. like twelve thousand years old, and no, the stones you, are cut. I mean, have how? you seen those? Have you seen those pillars? The way that yeah. they were carved. Mm-hmm. They yeah, were those carved supposedly hunters and gatherers. You know, I mean, like right. What kind of they, equipment did that? You know, I don't get. Well, they were. I don't have a PhD, but a little lippy to me. Hey Barry, how's it going, man? Glad you could join us. We're just Barry. Do you mind if I call you Burton? <laughs> I call Burton Barry, and that's what I did the whole first time that we were on with Burton and Barry was here, and I got them all. So you, you get a seventy-year-old brain, and it's kind of mush up there, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what I was saying uh, about Gobekli Tepe is 
I'm going to bring up some images here. Well, the, yeah, how do you yeah, explain? I mean, I, mean I, I don't even watch these shows, but I've seen that. I'm like, and explain that. And yeah, the I mean, and the and the craziest part is they estimate what they've uncovered, like maybe ten percent of it. Yeah. Wow. There's still like a massive, massive amount. There's still a huge complex. Yeah. And is is, is that the one that, that that like a goat farmer or something? He was like there was a rock in his field. It was, was sticking up. To, yeah. He was like trying that. to dig it yeah. up or something. And he yeah. was like, "That's damn big rock, you know." Turns out it's a city. <laughs> okay. Now, what's wow. interesting about these things here, now they are saying, and, and I could be wrong, but, you know, it is what it is. Everybody's wrong at this point. <laughs> but yeah. if you look at the pillars, the way that they're carved is that they're car for, for hunter-gatherers, Guy, as you were saying, they, they didn't know nothing. They, they wore butt flaps or what we call loincloths right. and right, right. had spears and stuff, right? But they built this place, and they did relief carvings. You see, this whole pillar has been shaved down, leaving the relief of the carvings. Yes. Usually, things are carved into. Mm -hmm. This has had the stone right. shaped like right. a, a negative. The like if this was yeah, a... Yeah, the stone shaved away to... Yeah. Like, images, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, and, and um, Barry says here, Pillar Forty Three is the same image as the back of the Moai on Easter Island, and yes, that is that is very very really? true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen I'd seen a thing that Graham Hancock did, and he was talking about how there were these various. Uh, designs that were identical on different continents when people at, at a point when people See. supposedly were not in communication with each other. Right. You know, See, like, that's, that's, I mean, yeah, it's, and, and, it's a piece sorry, of physical. No, you're fine. It's, it's just a piece of physical evidence that we have not been able to explain. And I, I just, I think Graham is right. You don't need aliens to explain this. Like, no, this, all you need to do is turn the clock back a little bit. Well, and this is this is like one of the the hills that they have excavated right there with the pillars, and they said that it was all buried on purpose. And the burying happened around twelve thousand to thirteen thousand years ago, based on what they could, you know, gather from around the site. However, if it was buried twelve thousand you know, right at the end of the last ice age, that means that this place had to be put together before Long the way. end of the last ice age. So this had to exist in order for it to be buried. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and notice what they do. This is one thing I've noticed. And, and I don't know if Graham pointed this out or somebody else. I heard go back to Lake Tepe, the world's first temple that's 6,000 years older than Stonehenge. Um, how do you know that's a temple? Where yeah. are they getting that from? I, Everything new that know. they find that looks like some kind of stonework, they call it a temple immediately. It's like the go-to, uh, uh, it's a temple. Well, I mean, do they, do, do does archaeology have some, some kind of metric or something? I mean, do, maybe they have some indication that it, 
I do, I do know they always say that. It's a good point, you know. They they always say that. It's kind of like why do people who see ghosts always see Civil War soldiers? Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Yeah. Seem no, I'm kidding, kind of. But I mentioned that in another thing we did. Is is, but I know what you're saying. They okay. always say that. Look at this guy. That's, that's crazy. This is man. the edge. This yeah. is the edge of one of the that. pillars. That's that's mind blowing, dude. That's mind blowing because, like you said, you make a great point that these are reliefs. They're, you know, in other words, they cut the stone away for that thing to protrude. They got around it and back. How did people that like you said were wearing loincloths and you know eating berries and you know using sticks, you know, how did they do this? And exactly and what happened to the technology and have there been these or have technological epics that ended and or and we lost technology and I mean I don't get it. And I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm just saying it's aliens. No, I'm not. No. No. Okay. But, uh, here you go. Look at this. That is wild, man. That's crazy. So all the rock Mind around wild. that was That's carved wild. away like right. a negative, you know? Right, right. Yeah. It's like, how? that's a hell of a question. It's like, I just, and you guys follow this. I haven't really, I know I read somewhere, this totally changed the subjects. Not totally, but that like the, the stones that make up the pyramids, that they're, they're like 500 ton blocks of some kind of granite that could only be found, I don't know, I'm pulling this out of my rear end because I heard it a long time, like 500 miles away. Well, mm-hmm. how'd they do that? I mean, I mean, something something doesn't add up here, and I don't know if it's aliens or I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I don't have, you know, I don't know anything. You know, I've, I've learned that much. I don't have a clue, I can guess. But but I, I always struggle to believe that the pyramids, just those, which we've all known about for years. I mean, how did people in ancient Egypt build those things? Like, and the stones are cut perfectly. And I'm like, I don't get it, but you know, I don't know. Well, you were talking about Chris Dunn earlier and there's the evidence of, you know, high speed, powerful drills and drill saw marks into limestone. So the outside of the, 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 um, pyramids is limestone and it's not that hard to cut through but the granite that's inside of that makes up the inside of the the structure of the um pyramid yeah the great pyramid is granite and that's been traced back to i think it's the ash aswan Aswan Quarry, which is about 500 miles up. Yeah, the I remember River. I watched a bunch of videos back in the years yeah. ago of them because I was fascinated. And I remember him saying this stuff had to be transported like 500 miles or something. I'm like, well, how'd they do that? I mean, yeah. we'd have a hell of a time doing that now, you know, when they weigh so, 500 tons of peas. Just real quick, Barry brings up a couple points here I want to talk about. He talks about uh, Hugh Newman, which um, is another person kind of like Graham Hancock in a way he does this kind of research, but uh, they found one that was way older and it's called Karen Tepe, which is talked about in uh, ancient apocalypse. I believe if I remember right, I watched so many of these um, and then they figured out that this has some alignment, I believe at a different North pole. Yeah. Because the North pole moves around. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then it almost looks like some type of puma in Peru. Yes. Yep. Oh. Yep. And you know, yeah, butt flaps. That's what that's what uh I, I like to I use that terminology because I got it from the snake bros, the brothers of the serpent podcast, and and they're a couple funny brothers and they talk about butt flaps, you know, and you're like butt flaps. And you got to look up what they got a glossary of like words that they use. That means just somebody in a loincloth. Right. So, yeah. It's, so what else? It's all quite mysterious. I'll say that. I, I don't it know is. how these ancient, almost older than ancient peoples constructed these things. It's just, it's a cure. It's a curious world. I mean, I just, I don't think mainstream archaeology can explain this stuff. I, I, I don't buy the. Well, I listened to this guy try to refute Graham Hancock, and I don't know. There's just so many things you can't explain. Yeah. I don't know. So right, what's Burton, go on, Burton? What's your oh. theory? Who made these things, and how'd they do it, and what happened to the technology? You're the authority on this. You, you, and Wayne. Wow. Well, I, I like the I like the theory of that it was it was just humans. Humans were much more technologically advanced, and through a and series then, of then what happened is my question. A, a series of uh, cataclysmic events, probably okay. triggered by a large meteorite impact, causing tsunamis and earthquakes and volcanoes to go off, and okay. essentially wiping everybody out. It, it you know, and that would have also cause you know the younger the whole younger dryest thing and like the sea levels to rise very quickly so that way you're losing you know a lot of coastal cities that may have been there some of which we've found the remains of um yeah so there are just a lot of things wiped out very very quickly uh through cata cataclysmic events which if you think about it today if you know they were to do the avengers thanos snap and every human on earth disappears um our stuff, even with no cataclysm, our stuff wouldn't last that long. You know, within a couple thousand years, you wouldn't be able to tell that we were here. So well, that's what this guy was arguing in this that, that was trying to refute Graham Hancock. He said, "One, of, I do remember, I wasn't listening real close. One big thing that he kept harping on was that if there were these ancient civilizations, we would be finding their stuff their all stuff. over the place." Right. Right. He goes on and on about no, we wouldn't. You know, there'd, there'd be right. crap everywhere. We would have found, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. That's... Nah, see, I don't, I don't think we would. No. Yeah, especially when you consider a cataclysmic event. Like, some of it could be just melted away and washed away, and that's just it. You know, yeah, it's just gone. So. I need coffee. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. All right. Um. <clears throat> but no, I mean, in terms of other things, predictions for the year and stuff. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see some a lot of news about those things, <clears throat> and I hope to uh, I hope to uh, get back out there and and do some more paranormal investigating myself, and hopefully get some cool new footage and evidence of stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Eloise is on my a huge number one on my list. It's actually probably the only place in Michigan I that I really really want to go that I haven't been yet. Really? So, yeah. I yeah. I've pretty much been everywhere, everywhere else in the state that offers tours like that. Um, yeah. So uh, I think I've been to all of them except Eloise. So cool. Sure. Well, that'll be uh that'll be a great experience if you can get there. And I know that yeah. they are doing uh, some escape rooms there too, as well. Wow. 
So oh, I don't know about that. So they're going to have escape oh. rooms, a hotel, a restaurant, and, you know, the haunted house. So Holy shit. My, my question is, is there not a bunch of like unmarked graves where they buried people on that land? I believe so. Like I've, that's what I've always heard. What are they going to so. do when they start tearing through there? I don't know. I don't know. Where are you talking about? Eloise. Just oh, thought, we're just back on, yeah, you know, just back on that for a minute. Yeah, because uh one of the things that they talked about doing is they're gonna also add in escape rooms, like you know, for people to come in and do those escape room things that they do. But yeah, so all right. Um, let's see what Barry have to say. The people in Egypt. Okay, let me go back to this comment. He said, No, this guy named Mario, a builder did some cool alignments with all of the temples all over the world and figured out that there's at least four North poles. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, I re I remember seeing that, that there are, there seems to be specific alignments that all of these so-called temples follow the same kind of lines and i think they refer to them as like energy lines or ley lines or yeah something like that right paths mm -hmm. of energy probably paths of like magnetic energy and, and things like that but yeah i do remember that and then he said uh now this one i agree with totally the egyptians that we know of says the people in egypt found all that stuff and they tried to imitate it absolutely and that's one of graham's big arguments and pretty much like uh, Randall Carlson and anybody that looks into this is how come when these people, you know, were, were so awesome, you know, they, they're the founders of civilization and things, built the pyramids, used a bunch of slaves and sleds and, you know, copper chisels and stuff. But then why did their work get crappier the closer to modern day it got? Right, because we've found things that that we don't know how it was done. The Egyptians should be telling us right now how it was done, and they should be the most advanced people in the world if they built those things. Why have they all of a sudden gotten amnesia? Why don't they know how to do this? And we can see it in the record of the progress of their building and their materials going from beautiful jars that were made out of very hard granite and perfectly rounded so that they sit on a round bottom and, and will sit there. But then they have really crappy clay tops on them. Right. So, because the clay was made way, way after they found those, those right. granite and, and granite's one of the hardest rocks to work with. Mm -hmm. And these things are perfect. And guy, if you were talking about Chris Dunn, he talks about the, the precision in the the faces of those statues that they're so eerie because they are totally symmetrical like most people's faces are asymmetrical mm -hmm. but when you see something that's a face like the one behind me here over mm -hmm. here that is symmetrical it causes a disturbance within our brain like we know that something's not right because it's too symmetrical. It's too perfect. And so, you know, I got, I got to go with him on that. It, it just does not make any sense at all. 
Christopher Dunn always impressed me. I love listening to him because he's a brilliant guy. He's an engineer. Yes. He's not some flake. He knows whereof he speaks in terms of engineering. He knows what's possible. I mean, I don't know. I love I'm trying to look up the picture of his book. Um, and I want to, here it is. This, this is like the, hold on. First, I'm going to put this one up. I'm looking for that video I downloaded, man. It was really good. It's fairly recent. It's called The Great Pyramid Gives Up More Secrets, uh, Christopher Dunn Origins Conference. It's yeah. It's really good. Well, he predicted some of the things that that uh, they were going to find up in those. There's those chambers or chambers going up. They're really small and they put a robot up there. Oh, you mean that uh, you would find yeah. that? There's, uh, there's like, there's these. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of the word. I know you couldn't either. I mean, you're not talking about chambers. You're talking about there's these uh, just little like tunnels almost. Tunnels, tunnels. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're senior moment. Yeah. They're almost like a yeah, like a tunnel or a passage that you know is maybe a I'm, foot by I'm, a foot. Yeah, it's like a little vent. Yeah, like a vent shaft. Right, right. And he said, you know, if if what he, he his hypothesis is that they use these to create some kind of electricity or some type of energy when they would pour hydrogen or something. And, and this was like, um, anyways, there would be like electrodes sticking out and that's exactly what they found. Like wow. battery electrodes. One was negative. One was positive. Oh, wow. And they, they were metal hooks that were through the end of the, the stone wow. and then bent down. They've what? actually, they found yeah. these hooks in the thing. Yeah. Yeah, wow, they found that. Yeah, man. holy shit! So this is the the face that uh, you see that is. I mean, this is perfectly symmetrical. This yeah. is the real statue right here. Well, I mean, that's a statue from where? Egypt. From from like the pyramids or just yeah. somewhere in Egypt? Uh, I think it's uh, the temple complex. I'm not a hundred percent sure on the location of it, but it's one of the big gigantic heads that's sitting on the ground that's great. and this is this is what um see perfect symmetric symmetry detected by modern computation grid on the face of ramsey they say that's ramsey just because ramsey like stamped his name on it like graffitied you know so they say that's ramsey but look at this it's all it's they're perfect yeah it's crazy I mean, so, when you consider how difficult it would be to do something like that, it's just I've never been able to buy. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't follow this like you do do, but I've never been able to. Well, I've listened to Christopher Dunn a lot. I look at this and just instinctively, it just doesn't add up to me that people, whatever it was, eight thousand years ago or something. Oh, it's in Luxor, by the way. That they okay that they were doing this, and I don't know something's. Something's rotten in Denmark to me, as in terms of mainstream archaeology's explanations for this stuff. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's like measured. You know, it's also weird. It's kind of weird that they would even like, like, why would they want to make it so perfect like that? Like, because if because you're right, like there is something weird that happens to us in our brains when we look at it. Why would they 
it must have happened to them too. Why wouldn't they like pick up on that? The eyes look different in that one. Seriously, if you look at the they do, but that might just be the shadowing. Okay, I think because yeah. one definitely looks like it's open wider than the other. Yeah, this is lit. It's being lit from the left hand side. Okay, so that could cause that. Yeah, but yeah, just you know, there's things like that that just don't make sense. No, let's see, uh, Barry. Oh, here we go. That's right. History Channel did do. They did a, a series 10 years ago without people. I think that's the name. Oh, of yeah. It. I remember that. Yeah. And 350 years, nothing. Yeah. Nothing was left. Look yeah. at Chernobyl. Yeah. If you yep. look at Chernobyl, it's only been 30 years. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not, absolutely. There's not much man. left. There's not much left at Chernobyl. No. Sure. Nope. I mean, really All right, guy. So let's jump to you, man. What, uh, wow. Before I go on my rants and I have, the, you know what? I'm like probably the wrong guy to have on, especially tonight with the little dark circles under my eyes. I don't know. You got to have some predictions. Come on. I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have, I'm great to say this. I'm not hopeful that, uh, I don't see the government coming out like you and Michelle had spoken about how they're kind of putting the genie back in the bottle. I don't see them coming out with more stuff. I think, I mean, you know, who knows? I, I'm like everybody else in the world. I'm guessing. I don't have any, I don't have any clue just because I've seen a UFO and I, I think my friends got abducted and what you, everybody knows all that stuff. But I feel like, I think there's some pretty dark forces at work that, that are, that don't want this stuff coming out. And kind of a shadow government thing that uh, I think there's, I mean, that's not, I mean, but do I have a, do I really know what's going to happen? No, I'm not psychic, but well, I was once, but I mean, there's this push and let it go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a J name. I'm getting a J name. Right. Yeah. That that stuff. Yeah. It's funny. I'm the biggest skeptic in the world. It's odd that this stuff happened to me, Uh, but no, I mean, I don't know. I just think I saw somebody there. I watched a ton of videos because reading bothers me. I get something called ophthalmic. Uh, uh, I get a, uh, a headache, but it, it manifests. I can't see right where I'm looking. It's hard yeah. for me to read. And I get then I get a terrible headache. I watch a lot of videos. So uh, I used to read all the time. But an opth- It's called an ophthalmic migraine. But anyway, I've heard a lot of people talking about I mean, I just think there's this war going on between, I mean, it could even be alien races. I don't know. that there, there, there are forces that want us to know this, I think, but there are some really powerful forces that don't want us to know. And I don't know just why. I guess, I don't, I mean, man, that's, you could do 18 videos about, you know, theories about who's behind it, why they want us to know, why they don't want us to know. I mean, but I don't see I don't see any big revelations coming out from the government. I just don't, you know. I think all it's just going to be I think this is disclosure. I think you know, we've not talked a lot about I don't like the word aliens, but mm-hmm. you need some kind of word. As Bill Konkoleski said, you know, you've got to you have to use something. So but, you know, I don't see any big revelations coming out about that. I, I, not from the not from 
not from official sources. I think right. that, that disclosure is this, is just people saying, hey, pardon my language, you can't bullshit me, all right? I've, I've seen what they drive from 125 foot. They took my coworkers, all right? My house was beamed in blue light, and my wife said I was switched off, and I got a whole bunch of friends now that have had even weirder stuff. So you can say anything, and it's white noise to me. You can't, you know, I'm pretty strong-minded. Yeah. Not, you know, I'm not schizophrenic. I've been tested. I got PTSD. That's it. I know what happened. So, and there's a lot of people like me that they just can't bullshit anymore. You just, you know, you say anything. You, we can go outside on a sunny day and you say, it's completely dark and it's midnight and when it's noon, you know, in the sunshine. And then, you know, I know better, you know, so, <laughs> you know, you can tell me anything. And I'm like, it's kind of like uh, that guy, Shermer, Michael Shermer. He's a smart guy, but, you know, he just, oh, he's awful about dismissing. I mean, there's trace evidence cases, you know, multiple people report seeing a UFO. The soil's irradiated. People have got radiation burns. The soil's magnetized. Nothing will grow in that spot. But just, people mm -hmm. have got implants, and they, and they just make they make fun of that, even though people have got implants and real doctors, if they can real crap out of people's bodies. Mm -hmm. I've got friends like Deb Cobble, who's had her second surgery on her corneas because the UFO landed in her backyard in a flash of light and really screwed up her corneas. And the neighbors saw the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, at some point, it's just going to reach this, <clears throat> this critical mass where so many people have had this happen, right? My big concern, and I, I heard, it's funny, I heard Kevin Day is the only person, the guy in the Nimitz said the same yeah. thing. He had the exact same thought that I had. I was watching a video yesterday with him, and he said, he said, my big fear is what if everybody finds this out at once? And that was exactly what's, I've had nightmares about it, you know? It's like, but but as far as the government coming out with more videos or saying, guess what? There's all kinds of intelligent life in the universe, and it comes here, and we really can't do anything about it. How is that even possible? And because that's yeah. what I think. I think that is the case. I think that there's all kinds of intelligent life. I think it comes here. People describe beings that look different and seem to have different agendas. Mm -hmm. I believe those people at this point because of what's happened in my life. And uh, and how does a government, which kind of by definition, it has its power, we 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 give it its power because it can protect us and defend us, and and suddenly they look impotent and useless, kind of to an extent. It's like kicking yourself out of a job, you know. You the, 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 these and the people that rise up that want to lead in every party in this country and elsewhere. They're not, they're probably like the exact wrong kind of people to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. it's the people who want, who, who have got these huge egos, which I think ego is a huge enemy of kind of spiritual growth. That's a whole other topic. But, you know, the people who lead us, the, the, they live and breathe and the, the, their whole purpose in life is to have power and, and money and, you know, feed their ego. And that the, the last thing they want in the world is for even, and that even exists in academia and science and religion. I mean, you know, Bill Nye is going to look really stupid one day when, you know, I saw him attacking this guy that uh, there was a, I'm sure you've seen it. There's a guy, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He was a, he was a, 
an Air Force guy that ran this, that they filmed this uh, rocket sh- uh, shot off uh, out in California. Yeah. And they caught uh, basically. He ran a video. He, he videoed yeah. uh, intercontinental ballistic test missile launches and yeah. they would video them from right. a couple of miles away with very powerful cameras. Yeah. And so that they could watch the the missiles in flight to make sure that they were flying correctly and things like that. And yeah, so the the story. Yeah, tell the story, will you? Well, just real quick is they're they're recording this and then they see this light like an orb come up to the warhead and went around so if this is the missile let me make sure like this they, well they, it appeared, filmed, they filmed it they had a powerful camera yeah. they actually couldn't see it visually right this camera could they yeah so this thing appears next to the rocket and it shoots a light like a laser beam light at the warhead then goes over around the missile to the top shoots as it's it. traveling eight thousand yeah. miles an hour right. right it's still all moving towards space right and then the, the light goes to the right side and then the left side and it, it beams. And then I guess the missile then, the war, you know, they lose control. Warhead and it, it was a dummy off. warhead and it, it destroyed the rocket. Yeah. well, And, and that and, thing disappeared. And they took the, the stuff away and they threatened him and said, if you want to continue working here, you'll say nothing of this. And, you know, if you want to finish out your military career and things. And they well, threatened him. Right. Yeah. They yeah. well. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, they they called them all. They called them. Yeah. The and Bill Nye. Night, and that they, was they, on. Uh, it was on, on Larry King, King years ago. Yeah. And, and Bill Nye essentially. By the way, that gentleman whose name I can't think of now, as has now years ago, became a PhD and he teaches at like Palo Alto University in California, and uh, the guy that was uh, this military guy that was he was the head he was running this camera thing. And uh, then, and there's an episode of Larry King where, and Bill Nye essentially calls this guy a liar. I mean, yeah. he, says, he got pissed, dude. Oh man, he went he off. He calls him a liar. I mean, he really does. That's the only inter. I mean, that you know, we mess around with words. I almost said a bad word, but but he calls him a liar. And I'm like, you know, who? And it make then I I get I get paranoid. I'm like, who is Bill Nye really? I mean, is this? Obviously, this guy's not going to make this up. I mean, any a person with a grain, a grain of sense, knows this guy's not lying. You've got to have something wrong with you to go, oh yeah, that guy's going to make up that story. That's in, that's insane, and we know it's insane. But we're brainwashed in this country and around the world, and people will go, people number one, people don't want to believe this because it scares them, right? There, it, it's unsettling. It it, it destroys our worldview. What could happen if this is true? So people go, yeah, yeah, listen to Bill Nye. And what Bill Nye is saying is preposterous. Him suggesting that this person, and I, I don't remember all his bona fides. So he's got great credentials. He's even got better ones now, and he's still singing the same song. And uh, But Bill Nye is just terrible to him. It's abusive. And uh, yeah. the guy got real pissed. Yeah, he got yeah I wish I, I found the video. I can't. It's it's rough. See man. the guy's name. Let me see if I can present it. Yeah. I'll do it really quickly. I mean, how, do you, get how do you discount trouble. the testimony of a guy like that? Who's gonna make that up? There he is. Yeah, this guy. I, oh, and man. I can't remember his name to save my it's, life. Oh, it's Bob Jacobs, PhD. Yeah. Former U.S. Air Force officer, filmed missile launch, 
UFO appeared on footage and they took the footage away and then threatened him. Oh, they called him. He was, I was listening to him the, the other day was saying they called him late at night. They'd call him in the yeah. middle of the night and say, UMF, or we're going to, we're going to, oh, yeah. we're going to wipe you off the map. And we're going to, you know, I mean, there's powerful, powerful forces that don't want people to know this. And I know people that have been threatened and had black helicopters around their houses that I don't know who's flying those things. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't see the, I don't see the government ever telling people this because when they do, they're essentially saying, okay, we can't be your government anymore because, you know, I mean, they sort of are, you know, they, they're like demoting themselves massively to, well, you know, we can run the water system and the, I don't know, the, the, the kind of people that run this thing. And I've even wondered, and this sounds way out, probably the craziest thing I've ever said on one of these little round tables, but, you know, I heard a guy say they can look like us. I mean, I've wondered, could there be like, and this is crazy, right? Kind of, this is kind of kooky, but could there be like non-human entities that appear as humans even running this place? I don't know. To me, at, all the crazy stuff I've had happen, I'm I'm to a point where sort of sort of anything is possible. As nutty as nutty as that sounds. Well, uh, you know what? I wanna I wanna kind of address that here and what Barry had said. He says one thing I always want to say: you can't just talk about UFOs. It's too big of an umbrella because Tic Tacs are different from black triangles, which are different from orbs, which is different, and. Uh, well, a huge thing. I want to say this. Let me make clear too. Yeah, abductions, are, which are different than flying round shiny saucers. Well, which I think that's bull, right there. What's that? that? Shiny saucers. And I'll tell you why. When why? go ahead, guy. I was just going to say that one huge thing. One, I got a couple big pillars on which I stand, and one of them is that people talk about aliens and these craft. I think it's a lot of different kinds of beings, lots of different kinds of crafts. They're not all the same thing. They don't have the same agendas. They don't have the same evolution. They're not from the same places. You know, some might be interdimensional. You can get way out with this stuff. So I, th I think a lot of them are extraterrestrial, which is very unpopular anymore. I mean, that's like, that's like, boy, you're going old school. The, the, <laughs> the modern thing is to be they're interdimensional or they're God or something. I think a lot of them are just beings that this, but am I right? I, I don't know. I sense that probably, I feel like that that's getting kind of thrown out kind of with the baby. We're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. It's like, I would presume that some of them are just beings that I know Randall Nickerson, who, uh, who produced a couple of documentaries about UFOs was abducted his whole life. He just says he gets pissed. He just goes, look, they're extraterrestrials. And I mean, he's dealt with it. And, and I think a lot of them are, but, but there's a lot of different kinds of crafts. There's a lot of different kinds of beings. They're not all the same thing. It's that right. simple. That's yeah. Well, just, I just want to make some like clarification just real quick. And, but they're kind of what to Barry said here, but there was a, there's a weird thing showing up here in chat. I don't know how they do this, but that's kind of funny. It's okay. not showing. Oh, it's on Twitch. Never mind. That's why. But all right. So let me put this back up. Where is it? Right here. 
abductions, which are, are different. So, you know, Barry was going through the list of the different things that fall under that umbrella of UFO. And I totally agree a hundred percent. However, one of the things, this flying round shiny saucer thing, this was created by the media back in 1947 when Kenneth Arnold saw those, I, I think he said there was seven or nine. Yeah, well, he said they were kind of dull. He actually said they, they were, were sort they, of dull. They were wings. Yeah. They almost look like a, like a bat wing, but the way that they moved, he said, was like saucers. Yeah. Was like saucers skipping. Yeah. Like if you took a saucer and skipped it across the water. So these things were, were like doing something like that. They were, they were, you know, dip, 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 bet. Yeah. They were right? flying, flying really weird. You know? Yeah. Probably going fast, stop, fast, stop, fast, stop. And the reason he was flying over that area was because he was part of a search team. I guess there had been a, a Marine yeah. aircraft that had crashed with yeah. some crew members it on it. It was a search and rescue search thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for a down plane. As I yeah. So it was the media that, that jumped on the fact that he had said, that these things like moved like saucers that you would find underneath your coffee cup. And so they start calling them flying saucers. So, but they were, they were wings. They were almost like a bat wing. And I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, dude, maybe it was triangles. You know, maybe those things were triangles depending well, on the angle that he saw them. A lot of people, I don't know what where you're going with this exactly, but, you know, I've seen a lot of drawings from people, and some people draw like, oh yeah, discs. You know, and and I think, you know, I don't think they're lying. I mean, I just I don't know why anybody, I don't know why I don't know what people are thinking exactly. In fact, I look back at myself, well, and I wasn't totally opposed to this stuff, but I kind of ignored it. But I, I don't know who's going to make up a UFO story. I mean, just what on earth would be the purpose? I well, just, sometimes negative attention is just as good as good attention. Well, yeah, you know? and there are people that you know the guy that shot John Lennon said he wanted to be famous. I mean, you know, yeah. there's people that do stuff for attention. But but I'm not saying I, nobody does it. To your point, so though, many, guy. Yeah. To your point, yeah. I honestly think that these things have a way of appearing how you want them to appear. Oh, uh, you're hitting on. Here's a real interesting thing, right? A lot of people, and I've no, I've seen this, and I think came up today. A lot of people, if you listen, I listen, I've listened, I've got a terabyte of UFO doc documentaries, and a lot of people, before they see a triangle, or even a disc, or a cigar-shaped thing, they see an orange ball, and it's it's real common. They or after they they see a disc or a cigar-shaped thing, or a triangle, then suddenly they see an orange ball. You know, this is like, I've heard 200 people say this. So, I mean, these things could be, I saw a guy on a video uh, with Ben Hansen today. I, I watch this stuff all the time, right? And he's uh, ex-Air Force, and like he said, they could be millions of years ahead of us. What? Where, is it, where are we getting this stuff that, that's another thing I see in humans. It's like, that's just too scary. Like Lou Elizondo, they could be 50 to 1,000 years ahead of us. I'm like, dude, 
They could be a million years ahead of us. <laughs> and and if they're not aliens and they're us, if they are like a leftover advanced human from a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand years ago, and they're hiding out and they know how to hide from us because well, they are us. Hey, you know, that explains it even more. But Ghost Dragon says something interesting here. He says, My opinion is they are all fallen angels who escaped Earth before the flood and are sending the creatures to watch us until they come back. Well, that could be how they're presenting. And then he says, uh, not creatures. Uh, and their creations. Yeah, their creations. So typing on a little keyboard. Yeah, so he's working on his, uh, since his house fire incident, he's working on a little laptop. Uh-huh. Right. So let's see. The fallen angels were not bound to the earth like their children were. Well, that goes to like the Anunnaki stories and stuff, right? Because the, the Samaritan, Samaritans, right? The uh, Samarians. Samarians yeah, yeah. They say that they were given technology and things from, uh, if you translate Anunnaki correctly, it is those that come from the sky down to the land or down to the, the, the earth. Which, what does that sound like? Angels slash aliens slash, you know, whatever. But, Guy, you were talking about these things being possibly, like, in the government. They, If they're us or they could appear like us or whatever. Anything's possible. Anything's possible at this point. So, yeah, so to Barry's point, it's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about these things. But the one thing that, you know, Guy, you and I have, and Michelle, she's not here, Burton, as of yet, but it, it'll happen soon enough is Probably. we have our experiences of what we saw. And it's really odd that in the same month, but many years apart, we see and got very close to a huge freaking triangle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the same, in a similar general area too. Yeah. Like really yeah. not far away from one another at all. Yeah. Nope. We're, we're, you know, it's funny because for people who live in Michigan who don't live in the Detroit metropolitan megaplex, whatever it is, you know, like, you know, there's flood has a downtown and there's suburbs. and But like, where was this? Was it Madison Heights or where was it that you saw this? Westland? Yeah, uh, Canton, right at 275 yeah. and Ford Road. You know, like a guy like me, I drive down there, I'll go to the airport and it's just one one town after the next and i mm-hmm. you know i don't know one from the next you know it's but uh yeah ford road in 275 just south of novi i'll have to look it up oh near novi okay i know hey novi, hellfire know. studios what's going on man hey welcome we're just chatting. you know the thing is about and i i'm not at all attacking uh i can't think of his name now not Burton, barry. but barry yeah But, you know, we're so, as a species, we're so focused upon there's life on Earth. Anything that's coming outside is something having to do with Earth. They were the angels that made that, you know, it's like, why couldn't there, why would you look at the vastness of the universe? My thing is, how could there not be other intelligent beings that are just different? I mean, dolphins have a language they don't look they're aquatic they, you know i mean they're they, but but we understand now that they can communicate in a formal language i mean 
I would think that the universe is probably just full of different kinds of life that's intelligent. And I mean, so I'm disinclined to go to, okay, this has got something to do with, I'm just going to say this, the Christian Bible, it was written on earth by people. It's, it's, it's more likely it's that than it's just some guys, some beings. I, I'm, I'm going to use the broad umbrella of other people that are different than us that evolved like we did. And I, unless you don't believe that, unless you believe that, you know, God created the universe in a flash and put people here and that's it. But I mean, the one thing, the one thing, guy, I, I don't know if, if you know this or you've overlooked it or whatever the case may be. And, and I don't know, I don't know your background when it comes to religion, but the things that they report in the Bible, like fallen angels and how they describe them and uh, other angels and like Mount, uh, oh God, what do I want to say? Jeez, uh, oh I can't remember the name of the God, uh, something Kazim, I think it is, Mount Kazim, where it was supposed to be the mountain of God, where God would rest on earth. They describe orbs moving around and you can go there today and see these things. They were actually talking about that on the History Channel last night. The Gorazam or something like this. Oh, yeah, but I guess I'm just saying. That's how they reflected it. So, like, us taking our modern brain and trying to look back at those passages and what they're calling angels and gods and burning bushes and towers of flames and all that could be these same things presenting themselves to the ancient people well, and that's how they wrote that's it down. what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying yeah okay that, all right that, that's and I, exactly, i'm right there with you <laughs> you're channeling me again it's like yeah, no yeah, i'm yeah. saying that that i understand that people i always use that example this will be the third time i beat you up with this but indigenous peoples on this planet when faced with white europeans with crazy technology like a camera invariably go it's god or it's demons and the tech is magic and they've been wrong not now and then they've been wrong for millennia 100 of the time they right. haven't been right yet not once and how can people not see that it is obviously in our dna when confronted with something that's different this is this is there's, it's almost like we're wired to go, oh, God, demons, God, demons, angels, demons. This is what we do. And it's always been wrong. We've got we've got these test cases that we can look at of these people on these atolls in the South Pacific or in the Andes or whatever, when they're confronted with, a, you know, like I said, a white European with technology. That's always what it is. It's always what it is. And they've been wrong every time, not once, not, not wrong now and then. They've been wrong always, and this is what they always say. Boy, I mean, you've got, and that's just, if if facts are something that we can ex- agree that exist, that's an objective truth. That's a fact. That's what people do, and they've never been right. I think that, you know, these ancient people saw things and went, it's God, or it's a demon. It's an angel that's fallen. Well, look at the myths. Where, 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 in fact, it might be just something they don't understand, a being from another, 
other planet. I mean, look at look at the myths, guy. Look at 150 different flood myths. Yeah, there's at well, least there's right? even some evidence for and it. and people like Quasicoaldo, Quetzalcoatl. Uh, yeah, showing up. Him. Yeah, showing up on a boat that's being driven by serpents shows up on the coast. Feathery and teaches, serpents. Yeah, teaches people. You know, and he's a white dude. Came from the east. Shows up, has his little pouch, his man bag of stuff, right. and starts teaching the indigenous people these things. Mm-hmm. I just, Medicine I guess, the bottom line like for me, I'm going to shut up here. Is just, it seems like there's this this inclination on the part of so many people to just go. Don't bother me. Don't don't talk science. Don't talk. A rational scientific explanation, you know. I mean, it, it may be wildly esoteric and beyond our understanding, but at the end of the day, it's actually a form of science. No, it's some supernatural. I think in a previous roundtable discussion, uh, Burton used the term fictional. I kind of, you know, is it, there are things that appear supernatural that I think are just natural things that we don't understand. You know what I or mean? Created mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. created things that we and don't. Maybe I'm dead wrong, and and we're the only beings in the universe. It all started here and ended here, and the people you see in the sky are angels that left this planet. They became, you know, they're god. They gods in a. He's got a big beard and a lot of changes of white clothing. Mm-hmm. He's got a list and he, uh, checking your name and you know checking it twice and who's going to find out who's naughty and nice and. I get this all wrong. <laughs> so, you know? God is Santa Claus. That's what we came up with. Yeah, here. I mean, it's just not, well. The funny thing is, too, that when I say all of this, I'm going to be very uh, candid on this thing. I pray. I don't not believe there's a God of some form. God could be an energy field. Is God an anthropomorphic being? You know, who wears clothes and. As, you know, the five-star configure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe God is, uh, you know, kind of a, a cosmic consciousness. I, but, you know, I pray and I don't, I would never say to somebody, I know there's no God. It's not like that. I wouldn't even recommend people abandon their religion. I mean, I think you can talk to God in a Baptist church and I think you can probably talk to God in an in a Islamic, you know, whatever you know yeah i mean so here's what ghost dragon says he says here's what i think in the days of noah and before they were way more advanced than they and then he says want us to believe yeah and then uh and giants help build their cities and we uh been reusing their structures over and over again. Yeah, I mean that is actually something I've keep seeing coming up a lot more and more lately. People talking about giants, like this, like and and there's yes, there, there's been, that whole, there's that whole conspiracy theory about like they actually found bones before, but the Smithsonian came in and locked. Yeah, them in no, I've heard that and, too. Yeah. Then this might be true. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And I just it just it, keeps coming up like way way more often than I've ever seen it before. Yeah, yeah. And it and and even in uh, ancient apocalypse, Graham talks about one of those cultures. Well, there's been a few cultures that talk about in their myths that they had giants helping them build these gigantic pyramids. Mm-hmm. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, then people will say, well, where's the evidence for that? Well, you know, again, if some kind of cataclysm happens, the chances of things being preserved, I mean, right. you think right. about how many from a science standpoint and as somebody who's you know taken paleontology classes and understand the processes that need to happen for a fossil to form or something to be preserved the chances are almost 0% that anything is going to be preserved as a fossil now when you right. look at all the mammoths and everything that have been right. discovered especially at this place I'm hearing about now and I got to watch this documentary that is, uh, uh, it's called doom, 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 Boneyard, Alaska. This guy who owns five, uh, very interesting story. It was recently on um, Joe Rogan. His last name is Reeves, I think. And he owns this plot of land, and he was basically there for gold mining. And then starts spraying down the land, and they find 50,000 tusks and mammoth bones and short-faced wow. bear skulls and all wow. of these in, in a five in a five acre lot that what? he has and he's crazy yeah it's all it, it's impossible and when he's brought paleontologists there up to alaska to look at his property and test all of these bones he's got buckets on top of buckets he says uh he i was just watching it he said that it costs $400 to have every bone, you know, to have a bone tested for carbon dating, right? So he said, if I was to have all of my stuff tested, it would cost me over $100 million. So I'm not going to be able to. That's how much he has. Like tons oh. of tusk. And, I'll have to check out that Rogan episode. Oh, absolutely. Crazy. You got to check it out. And they actually like did a show. documentary about him called The Boneyard Alaska. Was that recent? The guy was yes. on there? Yeah, I gotta find that. Yeah, last episode or so of Rogan. You're talking five acres in Alaska. In, yeah. That and in in different types of animals. Animals, you know, yeah. I could see those like a bison, animals, right? Yeah, I, I could see some of these animals animals wanting to hunt each other. For them to be all that close is kind of that see that just suggests that's bizarre. It, it see, just suggests and, they were all like running bizarre, from something. Dude. Well, okay, so this is funny, right? Because when he brings the paleontologist to the site and shows them all of the stuff that he finds, they see that um, they kind of s- sit there and go, this can't be real. You know, their their mouths drop open there because none of these animals could have lived in Alaska. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It was all ice. It was only at like a certain point in time. Wow where there was a strip that allowed supposedly according to modern archaeology that there was the bearing land bridge the ice bridge and, yeah. and chat i see you going crazy i'll i'll try to get to you here in a minute when i'm done with my little diatribe but so how did these things get there 
and right. and he's found stuff with flesh on it, bone marrow still. And so Rogan asked him, he goes, well, do you know of any other sites up there like that? He goes, I sure do. The plot right next to my plot on up right up the creek is full of these bones. And get this, there were so many bones back in the early 1920s. They had they had the former landowners up there had struck an agreement with the I want to say Smithsonian, but I don't think that's correct. They took like a box car, two box cars of bones out of that before, you know, before anybody really knew what was going on. So they knew the site was there. And they had so much stuff that they ended up dumping a whole boxcar, like 50,000 tons of fossilized bones into the river outside the, the, I I can't remember the name of it. Wow. But yeah, I mean, just absolutely crazy. So you got to, you got, the guy talks really slow and, you know, you know, He's got a lot of stories to tell, and but if you listen to it, it's mind-boggling. And you can rent the documentary that was filmed about this online. There's, you know, all you got to do is look up Boneyard, the Boneyard Alaska, and and I think you can rent it for like five bucks online or something like that, which I plan on doing. But um, yeah, plan on plan on sharing it with us too. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah, I'll watch it. I bet you I'll watch that. That sounds interesting. No, but I mean, but this guy, this guy is legit, and and he's like, uh, he looks at all of Rogan's heads, I guess, that he has stuffed on, yeah, you know, in his in his office there, and he says, um, uh, that you don't have a, a step bison head. I'm gonna fix that for you because they oh. found <laughs> these things called step bison. Wow, and. He goes, well, did you find that you find these skulls on your property? He's like, absolutely. He goes, but there is no, you know, when did they go extinct? 12,000 years ago. And so I've never heard of bison being in Alaska. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. So none of these animals are supposedly, you know, are supposed to be there. So first of all, the one question is how the hell did they get there? How did these animals get there to be preserved in the first place? Right. right? Yeah, because well, why are they concentrated in this area? Too? That's and, and and to your be under ice. And, and another really big point that you were kind of alluding to earlier, I think they said this somewhere in the Graham Hancock show at some point where they were like, fossils are the exception, not the rule. It's very difficult to get turned into a fossil. So, like, for that to happen, it has to happen very quickly, and, and yeah, so for, for them right. to find that many, it's wild. Let, let's take a breather for a minute, and let me get, get through some of this stuff in chat. Yeah, um, for sure. So, By the way, Hell, Hellfire Studio, I don't know, real quick, I saw you comment earlier about this. This is actually just um, some fake, like, Halloween fingers on a string. Uh, I was at a con- uh, uh, concert uh, with my friend's band, The Convalescents, and they were like throwing out fake body parts in the crowd and I caught it and I was like, I'll throw it on the <laughs> microphone. Uh, so yeah, thanks for that though. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So Hellfire, he ends up saying, uh, another point I'd like to make, you can't tell me it took till the 20, the turn of the 20th century before someone figured out flight. 
good point. If humans in our current, you know, situation have been around for a million years now is what they're going with as they keep backing things up, making us older and older. Of course, somebody had to figure this stuff out. I mean, I could, I could see at least, at least figuring out like, like some kind of rudimentary hang gliding, like gliding, yeah, squirrel suit or something. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see somebody at some point figuring that out. Also, did you know that now they've, they've actually changed what they, the Egyptian, uh, Egyptian, Egyptianologists agree, um, that the uh, pyramids, they no longer think that they were built built by slaves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I th- That's like kind of, that's not very old. That's kind of well, like I a mean, newer. newer well, I mean, then who supposedly built them? They, the idea, according to Google, at least, the idea is it, uh, it was farmers who built the pyramids during flooding times when they couldn't work their lands and, and they could still get paid to go build that's the pyramids. That's even crazier. <laughs> it's so that's ridiculous. even crazier. If you actually do the math, somebody did the math on that, right? Like just the the Great Pyramid of Giza alone has like 2.1 million of those stone blocks on the outside of it. Weigh 500 tons a piece. Yeah. If you if you did the math, it was like one of those one of those blocks was being put in place every like three minutes. That's a hell of a 40 years. That's a hell of a barn raising. 40 years straight. And you're telling me it was, a, it was basically a barn raising. The local yeah. farmer said, Hey, That's Ralph, I got this idea about pyramid. Right. Get, get the mule. What you going to use? Well, there's these blocks 500 miles away. They weigh 500 tons a piece. Come on. What is that? Yeah. It was Thanks, no I, dragon. I think that I think I think we just figured out the secret. It actually was the Amish that built the pyramids. It was there the Amish. Go. They're Amish. It was pyramids. the Amish. It was the Amish. <laughs> Give me the They're plateau faster. back to the Amish. Was <laughs> the Amish? We need to do. Hey, well, now, let's see what Barry know, says here. You should just promote a crazy theory like that, Burton. You get famous, <laughs> you know. And maybe you'd get money and you could loan me. Get, get a Netflix documentary. Get some petitions going. Let's start a, uh, uh, you know, uh, what what's the uh, fundraiser that people always oh, use? Oh, like a Kickstarter. Like a Kickstarter, we'll get a go Kickstarter to get the Amish back in control of the Giza Plateau. Go, go fund me. Go fund me. There you go. Let's see. Barry says, but there's been many floods, so let's not confuse that. And back in them days, it was their whole world. We've dated a few craters in the Indian Ocean. Noah's mm-hmm. flood is from. Yeah, that's true. There were multiple. I believe there were multiple impacts into yep. the ice sheet, which cause the flooding but it's pretty much scientific fact that's been figured out and it could go either way but the rising of the sea levels over the last you know uh up 400 feet that's why we have submerged continental shelf you can look on google maps or anything to see that Mm -hmm. all around every continent we have flooded continental shelf area that happened very, very quickly. And if you listen to Plato and his reaccounts of the sinking of Atlantis, you know, to them, that happened, you know, basically overnight. Yep. Now, if you think about something called isostatic rebound, which is basically, you know, the, the crust of the earth is moving around on top of this thing called the asthenosphere. It's like a very plast- like plastic type of uh, melted, material that's under the Mm -hmm. crust and that allows 
the shifting of the plates very slowly and things. But if you have billions upon zillions of tons of ice, and ice is very heavy, on the northern part of the upper part of the earth, right, Mm -hmm. pushing down, that means that in other places to equalize the press down on the earth, it's a spinning sphere. That means that other areas are going to buckle up. And one of the areas I think that buckled up with all that weight was in the center of the Atlantic Ocean. That the whole Atlantic Ridge was actually a huge mountain chain that stuck up out of the water. It's continental crust. So when all that ice melted very quickly and that rebound happened, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That means that this over here in the Atlantic Ocean would go down. Right. And so if you were part of a kingdom called Atlantis and one of your big cities was on the Azor Plateau and all of a sudden the equalization happens, your whole, your whole continent gets sucked under the, the ocean waves. Yeah. And now they have done like core drilling and stuff around the Azores and some of the plateaus that are sunken beneath the waves. And they've determined that it is continental crust. It is not ocean floor. Wow. Totally different. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's and that's yeah. With a lot of this stuff, it's just it's none of it seems crazy. You know, no. like all of it seems totally plausible. And it could have happened at different times, but it seems like. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff happened within that time frame of around where we say the younger Dryas is. And that's about 12,600 years ago. Yeah. Right. And then Barry says here, which is 6,000 years. And then the floods of the younger Dryas. And yeah, I think there was definitely multiple floods. Don't Mm -hmm. get, don't get me wrong on that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why don't you guys go ahead and talk for a minute? I want to get caught up on the chat stuff here. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I really do. Uh, yeah. Landmass shift. Yeah. I, yeah. I really one thing that. I want to say about that, you guys, have you ever heard of, uh, uh, crustal displacement? No, no. Well, thinking about the crust sitting on top of that asthenosphere able to move around. Yes. Right. Think about a huge amount of weight or a large impact into the earth that could make the whole crust shift. And this is what I said to Graham Hancock on his Facebook thing. And I haven't heard anything back, but think about what if all those animals found in that zone of Alaska wasn't at that latitude. In other words, Alaska wasn't that far North Yeah, 12,000 years ago. You're saying it was further water, South. The whole land shifted. shifted. Yeah. The whole crust Theory. could have shifted. Oh. And, that's why you have like the rapid freezing yeah. of these mammoths and things like that. Because in their stomach, they find contents of food of plants that don't grow in the Arctic. And they, that, <laughs> and which means they had, they had to have been basically like Mr. Freeze style flash frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. That's yeah. Yeah. Let's see. That's Barry also says Michigan was the dead center of a huge land mass. Yes. That's why we have copper mines here. That is correct. Yep. Got a lot of copper and a lot of salt mines, too. Salt mines, yes, because, well, this was a salt ocean. The whole, mm. you know, all the way, we were a, a saltwater ocean. 
Yeah. Yep. That is you true. You guys ever seen the pictures of the salt mines under Detroit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love them. Those are crazy. Yeah. Man. They're really cool. Like huge, catacombs. Huge trucks. And, yeah. You know, like 50-foot ceilings is crazy. Yeah. It's wild. It reminds me of the catacombs under uh, Paris. Wild stuff. Okay. Wacky, wild think... stuff. Let's see when that comic came. Okay, so. Let's get to this. Barry says, when that comet came in and hit Michigan, like Antonio Zamara said, it though, some shit all around. Through. Oh, yeah, the Carolina yeah. base. Yeah. yeah. Texas, why well, not Alaska? Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, if something, if something big enough hits land, especially, it, you're going to, it's kind of like a, a nuclear bomb going off, off and you're going to have like a winter, you know, the sky is going to be scorched for a little while. Yeah, and by the way, right there is uh, what Barry is saying, because I think Barry probably saw that same episode about Alaska, um, the Alaska Boneyard. They dumped a whole street car or a whole boxcar full of those fossilized remains. They dumped mm -hmm. it in the river at 64th Street. That's what this wow. guy revealed. He's got the report from that place that says That's where those weird. things are. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And as Ghost Dragon says, if you go to Google Earth and look at the middle of the oceans and seas, someone pointed out who looks like electric circuit board. Oh, yeah. So I went and I looked and wow. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the Giza Plateau, it looks like a damn circuit board. It really does. Mm -hmm. The way that it's laid out. And mm -hmm. if I find my uh, map here of the tombs of Saqqara. Let me bring that up. I put it up before. I'm kind of fascinated with the black boxes because um, trying to figure out what those things were. But uh, everybody's got different ideas on that. But it's right here. Let me, let me share this with you guys. There's just something about this that has like intrigued me to no end. Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So every one of these is one of those huge granite, you know, Moe's hardness of like mm -hmm. eight or nine. Mm -hmm. You got to have like diamond tip saws to cut through granite. These black things are the boxes. And if you look at how they're arranged, why are they all offset, man? Notice it's so weird. There's a negative. <laughs> yeah, there's no cross there's, from them. Yeah, there's like no rooms right across from each other. No. They're all like kind of making a yeah, like a circuit. It, like, I'm an old guy now. What is what is this a diagram of? This is the tombs, supposedly tombs of Saqqara. It's in uh, Upper Egypt. It's in Upper oh, Egypt. Okay. okay. And they found this place, and there's these huge granite boxes hunt and, and they don't know how they got them put in there and that's what these little these black boxes here represent are the black boxes it, it's crazy these passages it's like how did they move them right and i'm going to show you a picture of them here in a minute so <clears throat> yeah it is and that's the thing like that that's another really good point that guy made earlier was like even today we would still have a hard time doing a lot of this stuff. So it's yeah. like, it's hard. <coughs> it's hard to imagine like 
that even even saying they were more advanced than we even even let's just say they were exactly as, as advanced as we are right now. Mm-hmm. They would still have a hard time doing it. So it's like, okay, there, there's just gotta the pyramids. Be I mean, just if somebody said if they didn't exist, and somebody proposed building those today, right? I mean, is this something we could even do? I mean, right. I guess. And how many years would it take? Yeah, wow. So. Matter. I think it was yeah, Christopher Dunn who, who, and, and I, I'm probably wrong because I'm horrible <laughs> with names. It's bad enough I have 145, 150 students. I have to know their names. But, you know, these things are all one piece except for the top. But the top came from one huge piece of granite. Granite. Okay. And this is, this is a man. About six feet tall. That's mm-hmm. how big these things are that Shit. they move through tunnels underground. Mm-hmm. They found nothing in them. The insides are perfect at 90 degree angles carved out. And when they were asked, they went to a granite place and they asked him, can you make us a box like this? He goes, it would be very expensive. We could do it. However, we could not do it from one piece. We would have to bolt the walls, the sides on. And, and we could make you one, but there's no way we could make it from one piece. They did. The ancient Egyptians did and did it perfectly. That is just. It's crazy. That's very bizarre. It, it's, you know, it, it's one. It's those mysteries that, that, you know, from my science background, you know, I'm, what goes on in my head, it's like. I want to figure that out so bad. There's obviously you look at that and it's just, I mean, all I come away with is there's just a lot. We don't know. know? Yep. Mm -hmm. There's no explaining so many of these things. I mean, there's these mysteries. We could go on and on and on for five hours about these mysterious sites that. And these are 100 ton, by the way, guy. (laughs) These granite boxes weigh 100 tons. It's crazy, man. I mean, and right, and and supposedly, you know, these Egyptians. I just can't. I don't see it happening. I don't know how people believe. I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm. I don't wow. know what it is. You know, there was some kind of. I think the Earth has gone through these epics involving where technology advanced. And we lost it through cataclysms like Burton said or something. And but it's bizarre. I guess I would say I wouldn't completely rule out aliens either. It's like everybody's religious now. I don't mean about I don't mean I'm not talking about Christianity or Islam or anything. People people are intractable in the way that I mean, maybe it's not aliens, maybe it is aliens. You know, I mean. Maybe they they did have help from aliens. It's kind of like everybody joins a club, kind of like mm-hmm. like they know. Um, maybe it's not aliens at all. Maybe aliens did help them. I mean, how do we know? We don't know. Well, somebody uh, had I, mentioned in in the chat not too long ago, um, something about the Book of Enoch, which mm-hmm. is not a part of the Bible except uh, in like the um, Ethiopian Bible. The Book of Enoch is a accepted book, one of the accepted books of the Bible of the Old Testament. And in that account, 
they specifically say how these fallen these these angels if they're fallen angels they're not angels anymore but these angels came down and made it with women right Gen- the genesis 6 type of thing you know they found mm-hmm. human women beautiful made it with them and they created the giants their offspring were the giants okay the mm-hmm. nephilim but it says in there like the names of these angels and it breaks it down as to what each one of those angels did and taught man. Now, if you saw some person or human come out of a craft that had wings on it, let's say, and gave off strange radiation and could fly in the air and things, and, and you're a primitive human, just like we have now, we have islands and places in the Congo and stuff. Yeah, you're we making my go. argument. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like a cargo cult, you right. know, right? So, what else would you call them if that's all you know? You're you're a shaman, a shamanistic type of society. You're taking mushrooms. You're communing <laughs> with with uh, higher entities and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden. Here comes somebody, and they're showing you how to make swords and armor. I think that was uh, the angel that they called Azizel, who was like kind of the leader of these angels. Wait, and really? They, yeah, or Azazel, right? They all had names. They have and them that, spelled out. I know that name. That name comes up in demono- demonology. That's, that's yes, a demon. Because as as uh, <clears throat> Ghost Dragon is saying, yes, 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 his <laughs> fallen angels had knowledge. Right, yeah. So Azazel was the leader, and he taught them uh, um, sword making and metallurgy and things like that. And I also think he was the one that taught women how to blacken their eyes with soot to attract men, and taught them how to like deceive men and you know <laughs> get men to be with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know all all of this knowledge of this stuff, and then another another angel was one that um, uh, what it would teach farming and agriculture, and mm-hmm. another one was so these could literally be survivors of something mm-hmm. from outer space. Yeah, right. That came yeah. down and I tried just... to pass on some kind of knowledge to help the primitives that were left on this planet when the when the other humans that were way more advanced left and then something happened, maybe they were on Mars and Mars went kapooey. I'm just suggesting, and you're kind of this, what you've just said, everything you said kind of, kind of goes along the same lines. Yeah. I'm just suggesting that what we, what we view as the supernatural may be the natural that we just don't get. You know? High technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just so far beyond us. I mean, come on. Who's the famous writer that's always quoted? Uh, uh, C.S. Lewis about what we would call magic or high tech uh, technology that we have never seen before would appear to us as magic. Go back, go back 40 years with your cell phone and show people that thing. We can't do that. We're terrible at it. We can't, we have no, uh, I've seen this. Humans are terrible at reframing. It's like we can't. We can't really put ourselves back. If you saw a an, an iPad 40 years ago, you, you probably would have run down the road screaming. And people mm-hmm. go, oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah, you would. It would have mm-hmm. freaked you out. It wouldn't have been, gee, that's cool. You would have gone, 
what the hell is that thing? What is, and, and people are like, no, no, we would, yeah, yeah, you would have. People don't seem to be able, people don't seem to be able to kind of really rewind and go, because it all happened naturally. You know, we saw the progression and we mm-hmm. saw the, the transistor and then we saw the microchip and we said it all, it all, but boy, if you just went back 40 years and if I could revive my dad who passed in 85 and show him an iPhone, he would be like, and he loved tech. He'd be like, whoa. Get that whoa. devil instrument away from he'd me. Like, did aliens land? Yeah. Are we yeah. in Star Trek now? Like, Yeah. Right. He, he would literally want, want to know, you know, and people just can't, they, they, they seem to not be able to obtain that perspective that things are so radically different that if, you know, and then, yeah, and then yeah. if some civilization on the cosmos began 100,000 years before us, what would it look like? Well, if, if they follow a million the- years, a million years, forget it. Well, forget yeah. It. So think about it. So what, look at the kids nowadays. And I, I'm saying this with a grain of salt, you know, growing up in the seventies, right. A baby of the seventies, but video games were not around, you know, it, it was just getting started in the eighties. Right. So mm-hmm. everybody was out playing and doing things and stuff. So everybody mm-hmm. was pretty much physically fit and all this stuff. Now kids today don't go outside. Their muscle mass is dwindling down to next to nothing. The average, uh, man is getting shorter really bone structure bone Mm. density is dropping testosterone is testosterone is dropping watch medical reports it's a big deal so if we extrapolate if we extrapolate this stuff out let's say five if we make it 500 years as as a species what do you think the future humans would look like maybe little grace right huh what if we we're gonna look different? Yeah, put them in no brand size has increased since like I think I mentioned this in a previous thing. I can't I'm pulling this out of my rear end since like 1890 (laughs) or something, it's increased by like eleven percent. You know, like our brains are that much larger in like 140 years, and 140 years in the overall scheme of thing is like the blink of an eye, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And think about this. So uh, Barry, I'm going to get back to your comment here, but Iris, excuse me, says this. People had a hard time going from flip phones to smartphones. I remember when pagers were like huge. huge. I mean, that yeah. was like, ooh, like that, that, that old thing about the guy that said you can close the patent office. You know, we've done it all. Yeah. You know, now I, Barry brings up like a good for point. me with color TV for me. I thought, okay, technology's over. Oh, yeah. When I was. We'd all get we, on and watch we plateaued. Yeah. I thought we plateaued with cable TV and I could watch a uh, uh, WrestleMania with my mom, with Hulk Hogan going against Andre the giant. Ooh. Right. I was like, Oh my God. WrestleMania one, man. We got that pay-per-view in our own house and we had our house filled with people to watch WrestleMania when I was a kid. And I was oh, like, we so have cool. peaked. We have peaked, man. This is awesome. Yeah, no commercial feels very often. I mean, yeah. At various points, you know, we there's some new thing, and it's just like, whoa, what can yes. they possibly do that's more? <laughs> and so then just, they do something more, you know. Yeah. So just what Barry said, he's kind of poking a hole in my my uh, hypothesis, which is cool. He says, but then the pyramids would be out of alignment and other older structures. So maybe just North America shifted 
Uh, oh, that's actually a pretty good right because good Mexico point, pyramids man. are aligned properly. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. That's a good thought. You know, yeah, absolutely, that's absolutely. A, I like that. It, Four it heads or five been. heads are better than three. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look at how volcanically active Central America is, yeah, man, dude, easily, easily. That, that could be a hundred percent correct right there. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna think more on that. That's really cool. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, now you've got it. You got that to resolve for your theory. I don't know how kind of makes it. Tough. Well, they said there was a land bridge, right? So it would. And if you look, that area is flooded from Alaska over to wait, Siberia. Wait, was it a land bridge or was it an ice bridge? Land bridge. Land bridge. Oh, because remember, I always thought it was ice. Yeah, no, drop drop the sea levels no, 400 was a feet, land bridge. and that was all oh, land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, let's I, see. I can't I can't remember if I ever showed this to you or not, Wayne, but there there's this uh, uh they they found this like I think they found it frozen or like fossilized or something, but like on the Alaska side of the land bridge, they found this bear that they think uh was basically like they're waiting for people to come across and oh, yeah. attack them. And yeah. Dude, this fucking bear, like they have it. I think they have it like stuffed or a model of it or something, like standing up on its hind legs. And it has fully grown men, like scientists, standing around it. And like a six foot tall man doesn't even come up to its hind, like its hip. And keep yeah, in mind, like bear's back legs are tall. short. Yeah. Like it's literally like three times the size of, of yeah. all of us. It's yeah, fucking that's the it's short monster. Dude, that's the short faced bear. It is a monster. It's ridiculous. That is a real life monster right there. Like, that means there was a lot of food for things to be that big. That means yeah. that food had to be plentiful. Yeah. And yeah, well, the saber-toothed tiger. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure on this theory. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's it's dead on. But the saber teeth in the in the tiger's mouth basically evolved to be able to come up behind humans and stab them perfectly down along the neck into the in between the collarbone and the trapezius so the 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 teeth would come down and through slice the jugulars kill the kill the human and be able to drag them off backwards quickly and quietly with no like they were perfectly evolved to to ambush humans and stab them with those teeth and pull them off because you can't chew with those teeth but uh Oh my you know, God. They, were, they were the tool. But think about that, man. You're oh. sitting there around your campfire you just telling right. stories. And, and yeah, here come these teeth down right right in between your collarbones and your trapezius God. muscle. And it just hooks you and you're out and you bleed eternally, too, because it would cut your yeah. carotid down in. So, oh. yeah, man, crazy stuff. I mean, just crazy. But all right. So Hellfire says. We will be completely asexual reproduction. We'll be done using a genetics menu and a test tube to perform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we got CRISPR technology. For yeah. That. I was going to say, right. we got CRISPR. Yeah. 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 Wow. If you can pay the right amount of money, you can genetically engineer your kid. Wow. Gene edit. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of different arguments about that, but like oh, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, it, I and I and I, it, I I'm not someone I've never I've never been married I've never had kids never nothing like that, but I would imagine that if I 
if if I were married and I had a wife and we were pregnant and we go into the doctor and they're like, you have the option to make it so they will never, ever have a disease or get sick. I think I would take that option, right? Like, probably, you know, like I kind of feel like most parents would want, but that some people would children. be like, does it have brown eyes or blue eyes? Oh, there'll be that too. Right? Brown eyes, yeah. blue eyes, blonde, right. redhead. Like, yeah. By the way, I said something about <laughs> testosterone levels. I meant sperm count. Sperm count is oh yeah, crazy. Well, so it's testosterone levels is are it? dropping yeah, at I a really yeah. age. And yeah. a lot, of, and a lot of that definitely does have to do with physical activity. But there is, I mean, you know, the food too. I the food is huge with that. The food is huge with that. You know, I heard something. This is this is kind of taking a left turn, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, I heard this gal. I don't think we've talked about this before, but. I was always like wondering what's up with these cattle mutilations, right? Because sure. I don't believe they're predators or no. And I've I've heard very so I've heard like park rangers say they saw a UFO mm-hmm. lift up a but I heard this gal say, and you know, I think this stuff is all I just find it it's like the only explanation I've ever heard that I was like, oh that maybe that's it. And this gal that swore she's a lifelong contactee, you know, and is that true? I don't know. I I think some people are. And I could be wrong, but anyway, she said that what they told her, and I know this is way up, but it kind of made sense. She said they are constantly monitoring what we're eating to see what kind of chemicals we're getting in food and animal sources. And I went, oh, that might make sense, you know? Yeah. Because she said what we're feeding, you know, cattle is affecting our. Well, well, you are what you eat, you know, and we feed cattle oh, literally. antibiotics literally. and steroids and all kinds of, excuse me, bad shit that we yeah. shouldn't be ingesting, really. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was interesting because yeah. I always thought, what on earth could that be about? You know, I mean, you know, I defy anybody to explain to me. I mean, I've seen cops. I mean, nobody believes it's predators or, you know, satanic mm-hmm. groups. It happens in the middle of nowhere. Uh but I, that could be what they're doing. She said they're monitoring. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So, uh, yeah, look at what Ghost, Ghost Dragon said. says. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm hearing about dogs. Yeah, well, I've horses, they've, they've done it to horses. I have heard no. of horses, yeah. But they might just be monitoring the whole system to see, you know, how how different animals are doing with, because we're, we're being bombarded with radiation and chemicals and all kinds of bad stuff, you know. I don't know. It was an idea. I just heard a lady say that. I went, wow, that might make sense because I can never figure figure what, why on earth would an alien race, for lack of a better term, want to get uh, <laughs> It's funny. Our food is designed to keep us docile, but yeah. not enough so that we can't work. That's correct. I believe that. 100%, man. Yeah. They just want us to be be entertained, yeah. distract, and, and this goes exactly. to what Barry said. They want us keep to be entertained, distracted, keep working, yeah. right? Yeah. And why do they want us to keep working and be distracted and all this stuff? Because of what oh, Barry what says. What because we're starting to become more aware of our conscious being. Exactly. I think that's huge. No, that's it. That's I, it. I, I that's, think part- that's why. Have you seen the new iPhone? Have you watched the Netflix series? Have you seen the Tesla? Did you get that? Did you buy this? You getting bigger this? You getting smaller that? It's keep keep them distracted because exactly what Barry just said. 
Yeah. Exactly. Don't wake up that Barry, third eye, man. Get, Barry, go to the head of the class. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a yeah. good thing that I'm with me that, yeah, they, they want you distracted because you know, they don't want you to raise your consciousness to a higher level because that's that's problems, man. Because then you go, what? oh, I see what bullshit you're trying to pull. You know, yes, like, yes. And while and and while I think you guys like you're right about all the stuff about like people staying inside more, yeah, kids don't go outside anymore and stuff as much. You know, there are factors in that. There were societal changes that happened in the '90s. The whole stranger danger thing, you know, that caused that that put something in a lot of young people, young kids, and young parents' heads. It's called fear. Kind of, it, it is fear. It is fear, but it does start to shift the momentum, but also. What started happening now, the number one apps pretty much across the board are like all fitness apps. When I ask, I, I don't have a, 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 what are those things? The I, iPhone watch, the iWatch, whatever it's oh, called. Oh, smartwatch? Yeah. Like yeah, every single, every, every single like personal friend of mine that I see have one. Cause don't get me wrong. I think it's kind of cool. I grew up, I love James Bond. I like cool watches. So <laughs> I, I want one that shoots a laser still, but we're still <laughs> waiting for that. Um, but I, uh, every single time I see someone wearing one that I know personally, I'm like, what, what do you actually do with that? Like, what, do, what use do you get out of it? And they go, it's easy to read text messages, but then they go, then always in inevitably the next thing is always health stuff. I, the step counter, the heart rate counter, the sleep, uh, keeping track of your sleep and all that stuff that is always immediately where they go. So like health apps and people using them, uh, for fitness and to get healthier is like the number one thing people are doing with a lot of this technology right now. So that's kind of, it's kind of like going back the other way, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, yeah, but you know what? I'm, I, I had to, <laughs> I had to look up like, what is the number one app in the app store? What is it? What is it? Uh, team up price down. I, I don't know. Timu, whatever that is. I don't know. Cap cut, which is a video editor done a simple habit tracker. So okay, that's kind of your habits. Number four is TikTok. Okay. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the I, ultimate I would assume, distraction and make yourself look yeah. like a damn idiot. <laughs> I would, I would definitely assume the social medias would be would be higher yeah. up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think there's something there's something to that, and you know I've noticed a lot, like the next generation that's coming up, they listen to the older music, which is very interesting. They're going like retro. They're they're doing things differently. They they play like if they play video games, they're getting into like the old retro systems of the old, mm -hmm. sure, you know, space invaders and centipede and, and stuff like that. And you know, it, it I don't know if it's a little clicky thing or you know the the kind of the the flavor of the day, but I've noticed that kids are more into that. And I, I especially noticed like my kids when they were growing up, and I would you know I had three girls so. I had my own rock band and when we played rock band on, on, uh, Xbox, you know, mm -hmm. you know, everybody, and they always wanted just to play like the older songs. They always yeah. were interested and still are They're They're not that interested in the modern stuff. So it was like, yeah. you know, yeah, here you go. Eris says, bring back Mario Kart. Everybody loves Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I played yeah, that and honestly, a great social game. What was that? Mario? Yeah. I had a, I had a, Nintendo. Super Mario Brothers, my kids, and mm -hmm. and 
I had two girls, I divorced, but stepkids, but they were like my kids. And I bought them a Mario that Super Mario. I played that thing for hours, man. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, just, yeah. Just jump. Well, here's, here's what Hellfire says. He says they're remaking all the games that were popular when I was a kid. Yeah, they are. And you know, even modern computers and modern computer games don't really change much of anything from the old gaming strategies other than they charge you more money to make better eye candy. You know, they, they just look more realistic mm-hmm. in VR and things like that, but it's still the same stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally not a very big gamer. Um, a lot of people I know that play games do it socially. So they, they do massive online stuff like that. When I play VR video chat. Yeah, like when I play a video game, I I typically gravitate towards like single player stuff. Yeah. So something like a Red Dead Redemption or like I love the Spider-Man games, stuff like that. But Batman games. But a reason part of the reason for that is because those games are more about the story that you get to play through. And and like the reason like uh, Red Dead Redemption is so popular because it's just one of the best damn stories like ever it's one of the best westerns ever told so like it's so fun to like sometimes it's like rewatching a movie is really what it is when you go back and play some of them so the batman games like uh, some of the storylines in those batman games rival some of my favorite batman comics like it's right up there so yeah. yeah so like even what hellfire says and this is one of the cool things about technologies is it connects people with Mm -hmm. friends and Mm -hmm. you know back in the day when when you graduated high school you would never see anybody again or talk to them much unless they were in your neighborhood or there was a class reunion or something but now Mm -hmm. it's like you know friends i went to elementary school with we talk on the computer Yep. You know, we talk via Zoom and stuff. I mean, there's good things about technology. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I play with a lot of my old army buddies online. Yeah. It's a way to socialize. Yeah. yeah, My my first uh, experience with that would have been back in like 2000, somewhere in 2005 or six or five or six, 2005 or six. My best friend at the time, um, moved to chicago and then not long after being in chicago he signed up for the air force and got stationed in okinawa japan and uh we used myspace to stay in touch and we still talk like all these years later we're still and when we when we get in the same room together it's like no time has passed at all because we've been able to keep in touch you know and that started back on myspace so Sure. Yeah, I've, I've always yeah. they, I've always kept that in mind and been like, this is what we're doing right now, for Christ's sake. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, I don't think either one of us have, have met each other in, in person. person. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely need to. That's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We I got mean, we, think about you know it, what we I want to do, and this is a new year's resolution. What I'd like to do is do one of these from a bar live oh. live stream. Do a I live of that. us together live. That would be that would be a blast at like so a bar and just just have at it, you know, oh and talk God. crazy shit and see what kind of like people we would have come up out of the audience, yeah. you know, and tell their UFO stories or ghost I'd stories. Have to, I'd have to really bone up on cryptid stuff and ancient archaeology. <laughs> yeah, you got your work cut out for you, man. You got the cool. UFO stuff covered. Yeah, the UFO yeah, stuff. I got enough I'll- of that. I was going to say, we all kind of cover different topics. So, yeah. like, it, it, yeah. it works with all of us together. Yeah. Yeah, see? Ghost Dragon agrees. That would be fun. Yeah, that Ghost Dragon, if you, if you weren't in New Jersey, man, you could 
Join us he's for sure. Oh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, he he's uh, by Gemma Jade. Oh, I, play, I played music yeah. in Cherry Hill and a place called Great Gorge. I don't know if that's near. Him. I forgot where Great Gorge is. You lives. think New Jersey, right? And you think it's you think it's all a city or something? No. And no Great no. Gorge was a Playboy club I played, and it's it's in these mountains, man. It was beautiful. It looked like it looked like the Pocono Mountains. It was I, gorgeous, man. Yeah. A thousand years ago. <laughs> oh, Ghost Dragon says he's in Ohio. Oh. Oh, where at? Is where at where? in Ohio? In uh, Hellfire. Um, he says we what? should go to the oh, machine shop. And do it. Yeah. Hellfire. Yes. Yes. Machine shop is one of my favorite places. There we go. Machine shop's right down the street, or we you know six. And I'll yeah, give I'll give We're everybody a free subsidence CD that shows up oh. as a door prize. That would be so, <laughs> so maybe we awesome. can get something together and do that. That's cool. I almost played the machine shop once, but it didn't work. Really? Out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back in my uh, first band. I've but I've like, never been in there, but that's, a, that's oh, it's a great. Huge... Well, Linda's been there a bunch of times. My wife has been there a lot of times. Oh, Her husband who passed away was really a metal guy. Nice. Like, time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got so, some yeah, friends so... in uh, Toledo and around the Toledo area. <clears throat> Maybe we'll we'll try to try to figure something out. See if we yeah, can is, get the Wi-Fi. Or you think about it. We've never met each other. I mean, yeah. in person, yeah. you know, right. it's just kind of like. There's a. I mean, yeah. Wayne, what uh, what city are you in again? I'm in New Boston. I'm New right Boston. next okay. to Detroit Metro Airport. Literally. Oh. I'm on really? the I'm on the border oh. of Romulus and Huron. Oh, all right. Wow. Yeah. I was just if you, in need, if you need a great deal on a mattress. I mean, I can tell you where to get one. I'm serious, man. I worked well, for this hey, guy. We're buying, we're buying a new a new bed and stuff here uh, end of the month. So I'm not we'll kidding you. I worked for this guy and and I did a lot of extra stuff for him. I mean, a lot of extra stuff that I didn't get paid for. Right? Oh, sure. He's a great guy, though. It's a long story. And we got a a thousand dollar mattress from him. It's a it's a, what is that? Not purple mattress, but it's, it's a, a Casper. Casper. It's this foam oh, mattress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Casper's. It yeah. on because I've got arthritis. Man, yeah, it's unbelievable. I've heard good things. Oh, I'm about not. It. I'm not going to tell you what I. But yeah, I am because it's me. He sold it to me for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> but 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 he what he does is he gets these. Uh, what a crazy topic! But he gets these what they're called comfort returns where somebody has a mattress. He has regular mattresses, but he gets them that people had for three days and they, they decided they didn't like the way they felt. So they're brand new. Sure. And we got one for a hundred mm-hmm. bucks. We love that. Nice. Anyway, I spent a lot of time down there right where you're at. This is yeah. stores in Romulus. I was down there all the time. Well, just a uh, real quick ghost dragon. I, you know, I know we've talked a little bit and you're always helping out Gemma. And who we've had on the show like three times now, but um, in two weeks we're gonna do another live. And if uh, you want to come on, email me and we'll set it up, and you can come on as one of our guest hosts and come hang out and see what we'll talk about. I was gonna talk to you about that before, but uh, you know, I forgot. So (laughs) I think he said 
we talked about everything tonight. UFOs. Yeah. 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 Well, that's you know, I still gotta give my predictions. It'll be fast. Yes. Yeah, yes no. No. Will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So here's my predictions, and then we're at two and a half hours. Almost. I know. So, all Holy right. Macaroni. Yeah. So okay. So here's my predictions. I'm agreeing with Guy on the UFO thing. I think Burton's kind of correct. Also, we're going to see some kind of video evidence or something that's going to come out. Well, what, what, but, but, real, go ahead. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, I think that there, there might be something in terms of like a lot of footage from a mass sighting, because I actually saw something um, not even five days ago of like a whole lot of people in downtown Las Vegas saw something in the sky that was very strange. I saw that. I saw yes. That. Yes. Yeah. And like the, the spotlights kept man. going by and like the light was flashing. Oh yeah. Man, it was that nuts. was nuts. Well, they debunked that and said that it Did was, they? uh, yeah, they said it was now. I'm not saying they're correct. No, I, don't I don't think know. they're I don't correct. I mean, maybe it's I think there was now. something in those clouds. I do too. But there, Mick West, the great debunker of UFO crap, says that those were actually light shining up on the clouds because of ice. I'll have to look at it again. Yeah, yeah I, it, I, I don't buy it, but... But but that kind of a thing is what I kind of meant earlier by I could see something like that happening. Well, Roswell was a weather balloon. I know that. <laughs> right, yeah, that was a weather balloon. Yeah, he's... Hellfire, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to have a certain type of attitude to have the goatee that I have, Hellfire. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I'm I'm more agreeing with Guy about don't look to the government. They they've missed the UFO report. I think yep. they're up to something shady. It's I think there true. are people working in the government that don't want things to get out. But I also agree with Burton and you, Guy, about disclosure. And that we're going to see more and more people are paying attention and not afraid to put their stuff forward. Right. I'm just worried about the hoaxers. I hate the hoaxers. I hate the whole idea yeah. of that. And just because you see a light doesn't mean it's a UFO. Right. Okay. Yeah. You can't, you can't identify it fine, but don't say yeah. it's an alien ship. Not everything has to be alien. So that's right. kind of where I'm at on the UFO thing. I think the reason they don't want the government getting too involved or releasing too much is because I think they are kind of in trouble with whatever it is they started. And by that, I mean like the Collins elite and people like Crowley and JPL, they started this mess. I think uh, like the modern day UFO stuff, I think they did something either occult like anti-spiritual whatever they were into some weird stuff that i think might have opened up some kind of a doorway that's just i'm just thinking outside the box so it's possible when when i think why doesn't somebody want us to know something about what's going on it's because their hands are probably pretty damn dirty <laughs> they, they you know oh yeah don't look into ufos they're all fake and then they're sitting there going we're actually talking to this entity that we keep on, you know, mm -hmm. talking to on this special device from another dimension or something. And they're giving us orders to do this and bring their, their spirits or whatever, whatever you want to call it to, to our real, it's quick idea. Yeah, this is very, this is kind of different, but the same, a, a very earthly kind of everyday kind of problem that I heard somebody mention was 
I was listening to Philip Corso, who wrote the day after Roswell, that says we gave, you know, we put that, we put technology into the hands of these various companies. And I heard somebody say, might have been Richard Dolan say, think about it. If they came out and said, well, we did give this tech to like say Bell Labs or what whoever, that's that would open up a can of worms legally because anybody they gave this stuff to would have had to say a leg up is to put it mildly on the competitors. Uh, th- th- that's something I'd never thought of. I mean, so okay, so you fed it to these companies, but you didn't feed it to the smaller company. Or I mean, it's, it's something I'd never thought. Kind of a very everyday practical sort of problem would be mm-hmm. tons of lawsuits. Like, okay, now we know why we went out of business because these guys invented a much much superior widget because you gave them the crap you found in the desert. But anyway. there's a way around that. There's a way around that is that you swear a small group of people to ultimate high security NDAs, whatever, and threaten these people later or you get rid of them, but you never tell them what they're actually working on. They don't know. It's just a little piece. And you get Yeah. You spread that out throughout all of these different corporations Lockheed well, Martin the, thinks they're going to yeah. get the leg up on something, but McDonnell Douglas has the other little piece. Well, that they're that's assuming that they gave all of these companies the same stuff and said, good luck. You know, yeah. I don't, did it work that way? I don't know. I, I don't think they would they ever tell them what, uh, what it was that they were working on. Just tell us what you think this is and give us a report and we'll talk to you later. And here's your money. Right. But anyways, that's kind of my thought on that. Now, the other thing, and I'm hoping to focus more, I want to get more people back on the podcast to talk about this, and hopefully I'll have Randall Carlson on soon, along with Graham Hancock. I'm going to see these guys in June, so I hope I can get them to come back on, or come on, and I want to get like Ben Van Kirkwick back on and talk more about this ancient apocalypse and different theories and things, and... um I think because I heard Randall Carlson say this and I was saying it right before he was to Michelle about this is going to be the year where we're going to make some huge discoveries in this whole ancient uh, apocalypse idea. I think this will be I think this will be the year for that. And I'm hoping to be on a team that will be helping make that happen. So um I can't talk much more about anything like that. I'm kind of sworn to secrecy. Like, don't, don't say nothing. Okay. That's fine. That would be very cool if they could really prove some of this stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's there. It just has to be presented in such a way and done through the right channels. I mean, if you want to play the game, you got to follow the rules and you got to play. Yeah. And and, right. and the ones the ones that and what I what I would assume that is referring to, and I could be wrong, is that you know while while this whole time that one of the number one things Graham Hancock has always talked about is the specific attacks he gets from academia, yeah, and 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 those places. But yet, if you're going to present evidence and you want a peer reviewed thing piece of work out and and have it go through those channels you have to go back to academia and play that game so yeah yeah the dog's name the dog's name is charlie he's a about a four month old chihuahua (laughs) 
So there you go, Iris. You asked what the dog's name was. There you go. Carly. He also wants dinner and he's going crazy. <laughs> Prince he's Charles. Going nuts. He's like, Prince Daddy, <laughs> enough with this high tech crap. He's walking around literally. He's got a black food bowl and he's walking through the house with his bowl in his mouth going, Hey, it's empty. Feed me. Yeah. Say goodbye. Say so, goodnight, Charlie. <laughs> See you, Charlie. All right. So yeah, that's kind of my predictions. And and just so that you guys are not thinking I'm losing my mind completely. One of the reasons why I'm saying what I'm saying about like the Collins elite and things like that is I think there is some, I think there's a couple things going on. It's not just one thing, but there's this, this meshing of the whole spiritual Versus the nuts and bolts, UFO, alien intelligences being communicated with, being abducted. I think there's a crossover, but it's two separate things going on. At least two. One is like a nuts and bolts, some type of craft and and creatures or whatever. And then we have an entity side of things as well. So when one person says that you know their entities are aliens, UFOs, whatever, that's what these entities are presenting themselves as because they are mimicking what else is happening. So they're kind of like chameleons. And and I know Guy doesn't care much for Nathaniel Gillis, but he calls him architects a, of. No, a, I, I know you don't like his he's nice guy. He's a nice yeah, guy. He's, a nice he's guy. very well read. And but. He calls them architects of deception, and I think there's well, something to that. Yeah, and well, listen, natives called them people. tricksters, right? They they had the tricksters and all of that stuff. So I think there's there's a connection. Everything's connected via a web. So. Well, as far as the trickster thing, and listen, I mean, there's obviously, it goes without saying, there's there are many elements of deception involved in this. I just ideologically in, in other words what what are these things i sort of reject the idea they may be crappy people you know forms of people or crappy beings i sort of reject that they're i'm just gonna say it like supernatural demons that we that could never be explained with crazy crazy science you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that's all i'm Nathaniel yeah. Gillis is a nice young man, yeah. and he's very well read. And this will make you feel better. I'm really close with Deb Cobble, who's an extremely well-known abductee. Books have been written about her. We talk all the time, and uh, she's friends with him. And I brought, I mentioned to her, literally day before yesterday, we had a long conversation about him, and she said, "I don't agree with everything he." Th- she knows that he's coming from an evangelical religious background and, and she doesn't line up with him in some ways, but she agrees with some things, some of his ideas and the trickster part of it. Yeah. I mean, they trick you all the time. I mean, I think these beings can are so advanced they can, but I don't know. What are you saying? Are you saying that you think they're, that they're, you know, demons of, the, the Christian biblical variety? I don't know. What do you say? Well, I think if you're looking at some type of an entity that is doing some type of evil to you or what right. you perceive. He's a bad guy. It's a bad guy. 
Yeah, it's it's a right. bad something, right? right? So if my lens is yeah, I've I'm got fine. a book, I'm fine with that. Yeah, right. I'm fine so with that. right, if I have a book that tells me that if somebody does something like this to you, they are a demon. I'm going to call them a demon. We don't know what two thousand years ago humans were experiencing and how their brains worked and how they right. put it's, things it's, together. It's semantics. It's semantics. It is, but I'm it's not, important. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> fond of that word. To me, we, we, we're not telepathic. We've got words that represent ideas, right? Yeah. Someday we'll be telepathic, and this will all be clear when we try to converse. But yeah, when I hear the word demon, I think of something for which there is absolutely no scientific explanation anywhere in the universe. This is just a thing that exists outside this realm. It's not, it's not even interdimensional. It's just this, ah, this thing, you know, and I think that's right. what a lot of people think. And, yeah. and I don't know. I don't have any proof that that stuff is real. And, and, uh, and, and, and intuitively I suspect there are beings that evolve kind of on the order of us. They might look quite different. They might breathe different sorts of atmospheres, but there are intelligent beings on other planets because there's a zillion of them. And so, you know, but I think there's a danger in starting the same. I always use that thing about, you know, the indigenous peoples, every one of them sees a white person. Yeah. Goes, He's a demon. Boy, that's, that's a recipe. My, my concern so that you understand, and this is important. I we've been on a long time. My concern is that that lays the groundwork for, hostility and i mean you, you, listen you got to be cautious some of these beings may not like us they may be very hostile towards us uh they may be shitty little demons but not in the not in the uh not you know, in not, the religious not in the religious sense right not yeah. in the supernatural the as as burton once used the word very simply the fictional sense that's because i view it that way uh they may be you know not nice people you know, I'm using that people word, this broad umbrella, you know, beings that are not pleasant. But, uh, you know, when you start throwing the word, the supernatural ideas around, we we stop looking at this science. We stop trying to use science. It's like, it's like, you know, it's just, just throw science out the window. You can't I answer. You, I you can't explain that. I found it in my Bible. I found it in my Quran. I found right. it in this book. I found it in that book. I mean, you, you, you I, can't let's start. Let's start with science. You know, yeah. that's because yes. there's a danger. There's a danger in labeling. There's so many dangers. You're going to scare the living shit out of people with this this stuff. There's no reason to believe. In my opinion, there's no reason to believe it's literally true. It's, it's it's more in the realm again of fiction, and that's why well, I'm done. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I don't dislike Nathaniel. I he's trying to figure out. He said, as Debbie said to me in our chat, he's seeing the world through the only prism that he's ever seen it. You know, I mean, he's he's, you know, it's it's like when people are raised with these kind of. Religious beliefs, it seems to be like something that they just, that's the only way, it's, their interpretations inevitably, when they see something new or different or unexplained, they have to use that lens. It just, it seems like this, it, they've got this lens and they just can't take it off. They just can't remove it. It's like a, it's like a, a lens on your camera. 
that's been super right. that that you can't just say maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe maybe those ideas are errant. They don't seem to question that stuff. That's that's it. I gotta have a cigarette because uh, I'm, I'm getting far too much oxygen. And uh, <laughs> no, you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it just yeah. seems that I see that in people that were raised with a lot. Not everybody, but mm-hmm. a lot of people raised with religion. Mm-hmm. When they're, when they're confronted with these sort of unusual experiences, that's the well, lens they've got, up. and they can't they can't take it off and say, "Well, maybe I need to think differently." It's I don't think don't do he that grew well. up in a religious household, though. And I, he, what he says is he grew up in a, I know for a fact, because he says he grew up in a haunted house. And yeah, so he no, had experience yeah. with these entities yeah. at a very young age yeah. and started learning on his own about these. And so where could well, he, he find this information is these books. I also listened to another podcast and he spends an awful lot of time and describing his father as kind of a rabid, extreme evangelical pastor. And, and yeah. he, as a young man, was an evangelical pastor. So, you know, so yeah. there you go. I know he rips on him a lot. <laughs> so, but yeah. all right. So we're going to close out, guys. It's two hours and 40 minutes. Burton, <laughs> closing words before we uh, get out of here. Uh, just thanks everybody so much for watching. Thank you, uh, Wayne, for having me back on as always. Um, and, uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful new year and I hope we, uh, <clears throat> I just hope we do a lot more this year and, and, um, have a lot more fun. So, yeah. Guy. I'm looking for a co-signer. Okay? <laughs> I've been doing these damn podcasts for free. I needed, I got a 2006 HHR. I need money, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be insane. Well, I, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, I went off on a little tangent about religion and stuff. Yeah, you always do. We well, we're you used, know, we're hey, used man, to I, it, man. I'm we're a guy used that to prays. It. I'm a guy. I'm a guy that prays. I'm you yeah. know. I've been in and hey. out of church my whole life. I mean, it's not like I don't believe in God, but that's my story. What Barry says. March, have a UFO lookout. March is right around the corner, guys. Will you, wow, be cool. man, would that be a blast, dude? Would that be cool. a, would that. I, I, we ought to stake out. Listen, you guys know I've now found four people that on different years have seen that triangle at one spot right out here south of Flint. I'd love to put a camera out there or, or something. And because we should man, see if we can find somebody that's got some property right there that would let us go out there and yeah, maybe go out there for a few money. nights. We could, that'd yeah. be sweet. Something sweet, man. Yeah. That, that would be something to do because I mean it's out there all the time, which all is right. great. So, yeah. So the to go off what Burton said and what Guy said, I definitely want to wish everybody a happy new year. Michelle's out of it, so but she you know wishes everybody the the same thing. And uh I want to give special thanks to Ghost Dragon. Hopefully, dude, we can get you on here. Very awesome. Very yeah, Hellfire Studio sh- uh showing up. Awesome to have you. Uh, and then we had Iris Mana. So thanks for uh, joining us tonight who, for the conversation. The lady, that, the lady that asked about the pup. <laughs> Thank That's you for Iris. asking about my doggy. Yeah. So she's saying good night, everybody. So with that being said, all right, everybody, definitely want to say thank you. Be nice to each other. Peace out. And enjoy the outro. 
and we will see you in two weeks. Later. Happy New Year.